0: Mm-hmm. You read the Bible, for Talking to me? I'm a
1: Sam Keep up. Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. Uh, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude.
2: I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Well, then.
1: So
0: what you want? Jesus freak, I got a bad feeling about this. King Kong ain't got shit on me!
2: Do I really look like a guy with a plan?
0: Each and every man under my command owes me one of 100 natural scouts. Let's not see Oh, wow. Thank you for that.
3: Hello, and welcome to the Film and Loathing Podcast for Wednesday, October 16th, 2019. This is episode number 46, and I'm Chris. I'm uh... I'm Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Coming so up, rough. we'll be... I know. Right? Coming up, we're digging into Hall of Fame review number nine, where we'll be discussing Oliver Stone's natural-born killers in lieu of discussing Gemini Man, despite Chris's reservations and crying. Tears were shed. We'll also be talking about some other things that we watched here in the last couple days and whatever else comes up along the way. How you guys doing? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for streaming. What other ways can you listen? Is that about it? That's about it. Live. Thanks for tuning in live for those who did.
0: The guy outside my
3: window. Thanks for showing up. How are you guys today?
0: No, I'm tired.
3: Are you? Jesus. I had a pretty uh, pretty humanizing moment this morning, Chris, on my drive back from Denver. I was working. Well, Chris, I drive a nice Mercedes Sprinter van for work.
1: Mm -hmm. It's
3: pretty sweet. And you get to see a lot sitting that high up, you know?
1: Yeah.
3: Seeing out the other cars. So I was coming down the interstate. You know, I had bagel in one hand, coffee in another naturally naturally and see this look over at the car next to me This beautiful blonde woman chris beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. you'd have loved her <laughs> you probably even want her telephone number chris she was so beautiful
0: i mean if you have it
3: and she's just oblivious to the world going to work and what should she do chris but take that index finger of hers and cram it right up her nose. Really? And start digging around. Oh yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: She did the whole like one of these things, like how oh, she twirled. Oh yeah.
0: That that means that means that you're not just digging for bogies, you're clearing space, you know. You're taking down the trees in the rainforest on that one.
3: It was it was a good moment. It let me know that the people are just people, Chris, you know. Everybody picks their nose. Yeah, what'd she do with what she found? I don't know. She drove away. I missed her. I took the exit, and she kept going. You followed her. I can only left him. Not Chris.
0: I would say there's a forty percent chance she ate that booger. I,
3: think I it's mean, she looked.
0: Than... I mean, she you think looked lower. No way. I mean,
3: she looked like she looked like one of those women. You know, like she's gonna pick her nose, but she's not an animal. She's
2: not Chris. She's
3: not
0: well, you know. You love the bogeys, you love the bogeys. What can you do about that, you know? Eating yeah, them since I was get a kid.
2: Yeah,
0: well, my immune system is stronger than any of yours. Eating boogers since I was five years old. Ooh-y.
3: Oh, is that why you're an anti-vaxxer? <laughs>
0: oh my <laughs> fucking
3: gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's exactly why I'm an anti-vaxxer anybody who takes vaccines is weak. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Are you afraid that you'll become artistic?
0: I I mean, I think I, I already am, but you that's, know yeah, that's true. I'm artistic already.
3: I've seen your work.
0: <laughs> oh gosh.
3: whoo sorry, I know sorry, Teresa, I'm sorry. We keep forgetting to not make fun of Chris. Mm-hmm. That was the last one. I Promise. Yeah, sure.
0: Mom's sitting down on her on her uh, couch right now, listening to this podcast, going, "Fucking Jake, like piece of shit." I'm gonna have to write a second email.
2: She listening live? She might.
3: She's one of the. She's one of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> she's tuning in. That's for sure.
3: Now, that's something I've been. So, this was something I've been thinking about. Do you think it's possible in some way to get sponsored by somebody for the podcast?
2: Like, like, do, you
3: think, like do you think Natty Light sparkling sh- stuff, was, like, would uh, would sponsor us?
2: If they do, we should cancel the podcast.
0: Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's
2: gross. It's a stupid idea. Fine, okay, we'll get to the next guy in.
0: I tried to get a uh, chapstick to sponsor me because I finished a whole tube once. They
2: didn't, didn't go they? for it?
0: No, they never responded. Mm. I finished a whole tube of ChapStick without, you know, losing it. You think they would want to hop all over that. That's good advertisement right there. No, they
2: don't because they, the entire business model relies on you losing it and having to buy another one. Mm. If anything, they're like, this guy used a whole one. He beat the system. He sucks. No, <laughs> I mean... Kinda like must be like lighter, like Bic. That's must see how they
3: stay in.
0: No I bet how because like well, there's so much potential you could do with that. you could throw me onto a commercial and give everybody hope that they're gonna use a full tube one day but they're not because I'm the only one that ever could use a full tube
2: in theory, Chris, anyone could throw you on a commercial. the chances <laughs> unlikely
0: that kids dream Zach
2: that any chapstick
3: company could throw any noob on the television and say, have them say they finish an entire tube of chapstick.
0: Yeah, but that's false advertising. Oh,
3: you're if, right. No one does that. You need to document your think. Like, buy, go to the store right after this. Buy a chapstick and document every day if you're using the chapstick.
0: I'll get a GoPro just so, and, and I'll and I'll live stream the whole entire thing to Facebook just so that I have the complete accuracy. So they know I'm not cheating in one way or another.
3: Yeah, it's like, like those photos where like someone takes a picture every day for a year and like shows them losing weight. Like do the same thing, but like just document your chapped lips from them being chapped to I nice mean and healthy.
2: Nice I, and moisturized. I guess it shouldn't take a year to be just throwing it out there.
0: I mean you're not gonna apply chapstick every single day. You're only gonna apply chapstick when you have chapped lips.
2: But we're getting into winter time, you're gonna have chapped lips every day.
0: Ah, it's not gonna everyday occurrence. It's getting
2: cold out there. Yeah, but Especially it's yeah. not
0: everyday. It's probably like I get chapped lips once a week for like two or three days, maybe.
2: Once, once a week, week for, for two, two, or two or three days.
3: days. Yeah, man. So maps. like, you could use
0: a
2: tube a
3: chapstick for through a season.
0: Heck yeah, I could. I mean, I always go with the medicated one. I don't know
3: why, but. Are you a bees just, guy? Are you a bird's bees guy?
0: Used to be. I I quit the bees.
3: You put a little on know. your lips, little on your eyes, little on your eyes. I went Blistex for a while, but Blistex, I could.
2: that's what I got. Two Blistex? tubes of it right here.
0: I mean, well, they're Blistex, nice. man. It's just like, I don't like the idea of it being like a gel that I then need to spread across my lips. I like it just being like the tube, you know?
2: It's literally the exact same process. No, it's not the it's like same process. a little process. bit on the bottom and then just... No,
0: because no, because when you have a tube of chapstick all you need to do is rub around the lips and then you're done. You but don't when go you go have... all
2: the way around but you go to the bottom and then you just spread it around with your lips.
0: No, no, you do all the way around. You go oh, bottom, this is lip interesting. And top lip.
2: Two methods of applying chapstick. Let yeah, me ask cool. you your chapstick, was it uh was it one of those Coca Cola flavored ones?
0: <laughs> yeah, I went to uh Spencer's and they had <laughs> the Coca Cola and Mountain Dew flavoured chapstick, so I snagged a couple.
2: Like a wild cherry Pepsi flavor?
0: Yeah, it was right next to the uh, next to the friggin' Rick and Morty Plumbus gummies.
2: I'm not going to lie to you, if they had like a, a Dew Code Red chapstick, I'd use it. I've had one. No, you
0: haven't. I've, ha- I've had one of those, yeah.
2: They don't 100%. exist. Code, Code Red? They do, yeah. <laughs> Specifically like, Code Red.
0: Maybe like back in the day when Code Red was the gamer drink, but I, I had Still one is. at one point in time.
3: What's the gamer drink now?
0: Like Surge. Bang. Oh, the Bang is that's right. Bang that energy drink. Surge made a comeback for like a couple months there, but Fago. Yeah, I mean Fago never went out of style. So.
3: Well, Zach, I'm currently looking at a unopened Mountain Dew Code Red lip balm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I want to buy in bulk. So,
0: so you only get one of the big box commercially, like, produced.
3: Yeah, I want one of, like, a box of 100. Who's to say I'm not looking at a box of 100?
2: So I'm probably looking at the exact same thing you are. Doubt it. You can buy it on Amazon. I, I would do that coat red? Currently unavailable. When will it be back in stock? This chapstick
3: discussion might be the best opening for the podcast we've had yet
0: chapstick application?
3: Yeah. I mean, eBay.
0: it's a very heated debate, you know. It's a topic that generally people care about, so.
2: Mountain Dew. Cold Red.
0: I mean, I ate a root beer once, once too. Did you eat yes. one? Yeah, I just, I, I unfurled the whole thing, and then I just He mistook it for
2: a, a root beer
3: barrel. Too- Tootsie roll. No, that's, <laughs> oh that's honestly the reason. Did you that. find Did you find
2: some bulk ones there? No, I found something better. This guy on eBay is selling Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Code Red 64-ounce insulated travel mugs. Wait, with what? With bonus can carriers for $25. Bucks.
0: Well, just mirror your screen. I want to see what this looks like.
2: I can't. It's on my other screen. It's uh, just the right. big 64-ounce like, insulated cups.
0: Oh, like the ones you would get at like a Freshies or something? Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's bigger than buy, that. Buy it right now, Zach. Shit, you're right. Do it. That would be irresponsible.
3: How much is it?
2: Twenty-five dollars for both of them.
0: You yeah, get two of them. Oh, that's pretty a steal s- then.
2: Pretty steep. Oh, there is some. This one's sealed in the package for three ninety-nine. Three of them that are available. I'll take them all, please.
0: No, I mean I can't. I can't get the cherry chapstick anymore just because it, it tastes so good when applied to your lips, you know. <laughs>
3: Gross. <laughs> it tastes good, dude. I don't know what to tell you. So I get the nasty shit. just does the job, and I don't have to worry about eating it.
0: I mean, that's why I have to get the medicated chapstick now. Like the blue tube.
2: Mm. I go for the red tube. See, this one's... Mm. I don't know. This one's not in a package. I don't know if I would trust it. Now, I have to believe you that you are saying it's factory sealed. But if it's in a package, i I can confirm for myself that it is. That's... Tricky.
0: It's tricky, 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 tricky. I
2: don't buy it.
3: <sighs> well, should we talk natural born killers?
2: I don't know. I really like this chapstick stuff instead. Well, let's. It should become a chapstick podcast. Let's shelve it
3: for right now, and then
0: we'll let's come get th- back. This is how and we then, get sponsored, guys. I'm sorry to like burst to break you up to, the conversation, but
3: should we start like a video podcast on
2: YouTube where we just review different chapsticks? I think yeah. we should make this a video. We just release the Skype footage. No, the Snyder cut. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Filming loathing? No. Chapstick
3: podcast? Video podcast? I'm down. Which? My chap, top fifty of the decade. Can we call it Chapped Tube? Chapped
2: Tube. No, we cannot to answer your question. Oh well.
3: So, Natural Born Killers is directed by Oliver Stone mm. and stars Woody Harrelson, Juliette Lewis. Uh, Nineteen ninety-four. Zach. Important. Also stars Tom Sizemore, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Tom Lee Jones, and the plot synopsis is two victims of traumatized childhoods become lovers and psychopathic serial murderers, irresponsibly glorified by the mass media. Chris, what did you think of Natural Born Killers? First off, have you seen Natural Born Killers before this?
0: This is a first viewing for me.
3: Okay, tell me, what did you me think? Give
0: well. it to him. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. That's I, not want how
2: to, this works. Wait, want to of hold you?
0: off. No, you go first.
2: You have to exp- set the scene. Tell us why you chose this. What made you want to select it for the Hall of Fame. Uh, this well, Zach, this is no simple. small matter.
3: Well, Zach, it's real simple. I was looking through my Blu-ray shelf the other day, and I was like, hmm, I haven't seen Natural Born Killers in a while. I don't have anything to review next week. It could be a good Hall of Fame choice. What so makes you feel
0: deserving to be in the Hall yeah. of Fame? What makes it deserving?
3: Yeah. I have lots of Blu-rays. You know? Devil's Rejects. <laughs> I mean, why does anything need to be in the Hall of Fame, really? You know what I mean? Because it I mean, is a Why is there, even, why he, he is there even a Hall of Fame? I mean, Jake's
0: making you know a mean? very valid why point.
3: Are, why is there even a podcast? Why is there even movies, Zach? You can see All these questions. Out. You can just... I mean, Crystal can right? so,
0: the, the world this is so, so much far. bigger than your Hall of Fame review, Zach. No. Get with the times.
3: It isn't. Why should it be nominated, Zach? Because... I feel like this movie is a more interesting look at what the Joker was trying to get at.
2: This is going to be very interesting because I feel that it is worse. Really? I can't wait to chat with you about it.
3: I have been looking forward to it, Zach, since Friday when we discussed Joker. Um... I like Natural Born Killers. I guess I'm not as high on it this time around as I was the first time I saw it. That seems. Let me ask you. Was the first time you saw it when you were 12? The first time I saw it was when I was 23, I think. Zach. 22. 23. It's like that
2: Jim Carrey movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Saw that in theaters,
3: by the way.
2: That's that's the best thing I've ever heard.
3: Um. And that was high on at this time. I I can't even exactly tell you why, really. There's like elements that I like, elements that are just kind of okay. I think I guess part of me really wants to, I just think the question I always think about in my head and I don't know if it matters or doesn't matter is why the cutting, like the different cutting of to black and white, to insane colors, to normal, to tilted, like all the ch- cutting around. And the only th- the only thing that I could think of that's that seems logical is just that they needed that cut. They needed that to tone it down to get an R rating to release it in theaters. Kind of like no. how that's not why they cut to black and white all the time. No. Oh, the tell- only
2: the only cut four minutes of like extreme violence to get the r rating the constant cutting and stuff was always there okay well then why do you know why they have it this way is it just is it literally
3: just supposed to be the the chaotic nature of mallory and um,
2: i don't uh, find that particularly chaotic
0: maybe they just threw it in because they just wanted to do that
2: Maybe, Chris.
3: Yeah, that actually probably is it, Chris. Because you
2: know, most filmmakers have the old no,
3: duplicity theory. They don't
2: have <laughs> any creative control over the movies, and sometimes they just do things.
0: I mean, them choosing that is their own creative control, but maybe they just did it because they were like, you know, it would be cool.
2: Nothing we in a movie is planned.
0: No, maybe this wasn't. I'm not gonna I don't know. Planned, yes, but with purpose, maybe not.
3: The only movie that I can think of that wasn't planned is the one I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he filmed the chessboard, and the only way he determined the shot, like and like how he would set up the camera and the zoom he'd have on it, was based by die, like rolling dice. Oh, that's, that's the only cool. thing I've heard of that's truly random and not and not set up.
2: probably how Chris makes a movie.
3: Was it a good movie, Jake? I haven't seen it. I don't even know what it's called. I don't even remember the guy's name.
0: Well, get on that and let us know.
3: I don't even know what I would Google. Movie based by dice roll. Guy who oh, Good start. Chess got... movie t- chess movie, dice roll, random zoom.
0: Guy makes a movie about a chessboard. That's it, That's you'll find too it. too long.
3: That can't be um, No, anyways. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm on the i I'm on the fence. I just finished watching it like 20 minutes ago. As did I. So you know, it's just one of those weeks. You go right up to the you just go right up to the last minute. So I feel like I haven't had a complete chance to like absorb it and dissect it. Um, what I took away this time that didn't seem as apparent last time, maybe it's because. I was too high or something watching it, Chris. You know what I mean. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> way like way more like way more obvious with the media stuff than I remember it being. Like with literally like characters saying lines of dialogue. That's kind of laying out what it's what they're meaning, like what their intentions are. I I don't remember that being as prominent the last time I saw it. Which anytime you're preaching to me, Chris. Just hey bro, don't preach to me, okay?
0: That was Okay? Like, okay? Like, like I enjoyed the movie. I, I it was entertaining. I really I really liked you know, I could I could sit through the movie throughout the entirety of it and not get bored except for when Robert Downey Jr was on
3: the screen. I don't like him at all. He's so obnoxious. I, I hate don't get ac- I hate that accent.
0: I was about to say why is he Australian?
3: Like I get like, mate. I get why he's I get why he's so cartoony and like at, uh, like why him and Robert Downey Jr. or uh, him and uh, Tommy Lee Jones, the other three named actor in this movie. I, mean, I get why they're so over the top and like at an eleven, but it's, I still can't stand Robert Downey Jr. in this.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I was kind of done with that. Like, I get the necessity of the character, but first off, I don't get why he needs to be Australian. Secondly, I don't feel. I feel like Robert Downey Jr. did a good job playing the character that he was doing. I just Every single time I saw him, I was like, this is just fucking terrible. Like, this is really annoying.
2: Mm-hmm. And that right there, Chris, is how you sum up my feelings on the movie as a whole.
3: Mm-hmm. It is really annoying.
2: It is very annoying. It's super obnoxious, and I really can't stand most of it. I would say the first hour is worse than the second hour. But there were many points where, in that first hour, where if I wasn't a completist and if we weren't reviewing it for this, I would have shut it off. Really? That bad, huh? Like, it just felt so unnecessary.
0: Jake, this has a shot, but...
2: (laughs) It happens, man. The... Like you said, the constant cutting, which it's, I the what you said, like, how chaotic they are, like, that's the only real reason I could think of. But it's like, even they aren't that chaotic. Like, it's, they're not you that think, chaotic characters.
3: Wait, well, this came out in 94, so you think that this, at the time period, this is, but we just had, we've had, what, 25 years more of cinema? So we've just
2: become like the we've seen crazier things than this I don't think so there's over three thousand cuts in the movie that's a lot if you're wondering
3: it it's is like a lot,
2: yes six times more than the average movie six times <sighs> mm-hmm. I read because I read something like about it and it's this movie has over three thousand cuts the average movie uh they didn't specify it was up to this point like in current time or up to this point in nineteen ninety four. But even so, I would imagine it's pretty close to the same number, is between five and six hundred cuts. There's over three thousand. It That's a lot. So,
0: so many cuts.
2: I didn't understand why half of the cuts were hap- like more than half of the cuts were happening. I don't get why we're cutting to black and white. It seems very much just a style thing that Oliver Stone chose, and for me, it just doesn't work like at all. I don't. I think the saving grace of the movie is that Woody Harrelson and Juliet Lewis are very good in it. I love Woody Harrelson. And I think Juliet Lewis is better than he is. Really? Yeah.
3: No, I don't think as a whole. Well, I guess we do get to see her show more of an emotional range throughout the film. He's where- very one note. Yeah, whereas Woody Harrelson is very much always in that character, always.
2: You don't get to see much. Like, Woody Harrelson's big moment, I guess, would be the interview before all that stuff goes to shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And that seems like a very young Quentin Tarantino thinking what he is saying is very clever, and it just isn't.
3: Yeah, though, I mean, not much of this is Quentin Tarantino, though just the story i concept so much of it was rewritten
2: i that seems very tarantino i'm very they curious might have if that, kept, is something that was kept
3: well they might have kept that sure but i know i do know a lot of it was rewritten
2: i know he I, hates the movie too yeah i was his, in I the guess, interview scene. i guess his version follows the journalist not the killers right <clears throat> which you know I feel would be a lot more interesting than what we get. So do
3: you really want a two-hour movie following Robert Downey Jr.? I was about to no, say. No, I don't want to follow the
2: Robert Downey Jr. Like character. But if what you're doing is trying to show how media glorifies mass murderers, this movie does not do a great job of that.
1: Mm.
3: No, I mean, it kind of does. It's always there. There's always There's always something going on. Well, like, it opens up him reading a newspaper, and right on the front page of the newspaper is their killings. And it's on the radio, it's on the news. That's not them glorifying it, that's them reporting it. No, but I think it leads to where it's going. That even Because, you know, like think about it now. Like, news reports refuse to name like, in, the names of killers, because they don't want
2: to give them the
3: happen, credit. But sure. Sure, well, okay, maybe in other places where they treat this a little bit more delicately, delicately than the United States. Like, they try to, like, cut out the names of killers so that you don't glorify them and give them the credit that they were looking for. So, to start like, having all these little bits and pieces showing them, like, it shows them contributing to it, and then, of course, it gets fueled at the end.
2: But, like, most of the reports that we see are not again it felt like they were just this thing happened here's what happened like the only scene in which i feel like it even remotely even gets to the point that it really wants to is when they're showing the interview footage of people being like oh my, mickey and mallory they're so cool like that yeah. is when it, it's kind of starting to get where it wants to and then we don't really see that again for the rest of the movie And I think you're supposed to take from the Robert Downey Jr. character that, like, look how invested he is in these murderers. Like, that's the media glorifying violence. Like, no, it isn't. And it's just, it could have been a lot better than it was.
0: I don't think, is it about glorifying or is it just paying so much attention to something like that? um, Is what the Robert Downey Jr. challenge show? Because to me that doesn't seem like something that would be considered glorifying.
2: Well, it's, it's paying so much attention to it to the point where it is glorification.
0: Ooh, explain that to me.
2: So, like, it's not releasing your news report recounting what happened and then going on to the next story. It's constantly coming back to it and coming back to it and coming back to it and feeling the need to go to the prison where they are to interview them. At okay. that point, it becomes glorification because you're spending so much time with it.
0: So they're the people that are making the killer celebrities. Okay. Correct.
2: Correct. All right. right which is the point of the movie which has been said a hundred times that that what this movie is about and i don't feel like it does that great of a job communicating that message really i mean it seems pretty obvious to me i, I agree that it seems obvious that that's what they want to do i don't think they do it very well
1: mm, i don't know
3: I wouldn't say that they don't do it very well. Mm-mm. You mean that they, you mean that they don't come across like it doesn't come across very well, or you feel there's a better way to do it?
2: I think there is a better way to do it. <coughs> mm, I don't know. I'm torn. Like
3: part of me feels like I think the whole live broadcast thing of it. Like, that definitely does, like, that definitely says it. I feel like when you get into the riot thing, that's kind of where, like, I like the riot scene in and of itself. But I feel like them feeling the need to continuously live stream it, I think that's where it kind of starts to break down a little bit. Because now it's going so over the top that's, like, what anybody, think like, it's supposed to be, like, obviously satire isn't. You know, they take liberties to get what there's Troswith is trying to say, but I feel like that maybe
2: takes it too far. I will say that I hated the riot scene.
3: Really hated it, huh?
2: Mm, yeah, far I'm not, to say I'm hated not it. it's again, it's chaotic for whatever reason and just there's like way too much going on and like Every frame of this movie is just too much. Like, I understand the social commentary that this movie is getting at, but I feel like the movies that do social commentary the best are the ones that are subtle. And this yeah, one lacks every sense of the word subtle. Yeah, I agree. You're not wrong. Is, this movie is not very subtle. Though I don't I'm like, think it's trying to be subtle, though. I would agree that it's not trying to be subtle.
3: <laughs> I don't think it wanted to walk away being subtle, but it's like I guess, well, okay. Well, here's something. I don't. I guess I haven't really spent a whole lot of time going back, like to 1994, and like looking like what the media was like, what things were like at the time, or if people were even commenting on. Like, what the media was doing. Like, now it's very obvious, and it's all in our culture, and it's everywhere. Like, our memes and everything is all to do with what the media does. But in 94, was that a big thing? Like, did it, it need be to be... to make a movie about it. Like, did it need to be so... Like, did it need to be so obvious and over-the-top because Oliver Stone felt that people weren't getting it and needed to see that this was a problem that needed to be addressed?
2: And that's why it lacks the subtlety? Well, I just think that's Oliver Stone in general. Like...
1: I was about Oliver to say. Stone
2: doesn't have subtlety in any of his movies he's not, not a subtle really, individual okay I'm not like overly familiar with Oliver Stone's stuff like
3: none of it's really interested me that much but I haven't seen a lot this, of it
2: this is obviously the most overt one but like I don't like he's very left-leaning and I think you can tell that by watching his movies
1: mm-hmm
2: like for example Snowden um, there's not a single point in that movie where I think you're supposed to think that Snowden did anything wrong. He's very much portrayed as a hero throughout the entire movie, mm-hmm. even though there's half a country who does not see him that way. Yeah, but isn't it better to take a side, though? Instead no. of, like, riding the line? Mm. And never committing in, anything? In, S- in Snowden, I guess this is kind of where it comes back to you. In Snowden, I agree, because I also don't think Snowden is a bad guy. Okay, so, so it just falls—it falls so just falls in line with it, what I personally agree with, right? But for a movie like this,
3: oh, so you don't believe that the media is causing violence? Zach.
2: No, I'm not saying that. Um, yeah, but... I, I don't, causing violence—I'm <laughs> not certain about, but Making like they—they certainly—they certainly enjoy it because of ratings. Sure. <laughs> well. Maybe that's the big thing, because like, at what point did like ratings start to
3: become a really big thing? Like, um, I had
2: to- Woody Harrelson mentions it in the end before they kill him.
3: Yeah. So like, what like ratings became a thing when? When was that? Uh, when was that Gorba doll and um, I mean William F. Buckley debate? When was that? I don't know.
0: I mean we've all seen Anchorman and Anchorman 2 so like I would assume around when Ron Burgundy was ruling San Diego but
2: I would imagine okay. it's been a thing for as long as they could keep track of it like cause it's, it's information you would have to know to run a any sort of like news station or broadcasting in general
0: why would you have to know
2: because it's how you would know if you're making money or not
0: mm you know the money you're making based on advertisements you're not making money based off ratings
2: mm. i mean okay, they, but you're, yes are you are of, but no, 60, okay I mean, they
0: but majority okay. of your money comes from advertising
2: it'd be it's, like me making sandwiches at the deli but then just not at the end of the day just not counting the register because it doesn't really matter how much money is in there
0: um it's a different thing because news is a public service and they're making money off of the advertisements, how many viewers they have...
2: Is Advertising it. is dependent upon viewership, though. That's
0: what I'm saying, is that they're correlated, but you're not making money directly off of viewership. It's not like the government is giving them money based on... I mean, maybe they are. The government's
2: not anything, giving but, news stations money well, anyways. They, okay,
0: they gave them the authority, but well, I guess what I'm saying is that, like, they're they're linked, but they're not the same thing.
3: Ratings became a big deal after 1968. <laughs> So a long time after, before this movie was made, would you say, Chris?
0: What happened in '68?
3: That was the debates when those started.
0: Oh, the national, like the, the news, de- uh, political debates.
3: No, so in '68, so there was NBC and CBS, I think, were the two big ones, and ABC was always in third. So NBC and CBS were. Um, uh, they were, like, broadcasting um, presidential debates. And ABC needed a way to, like, get ahead, to, like, get an advantage to get people to tune into ABC. So what they did was they brought in Gore Vidal, who's, like, a writer and philosopher. And then they brought in William F. Buckley, who was, he's like, a big right-wing guy. was oh, He's kind of, like, the equivalent of, like, uh, like Sean Hannity or something. Okay. And they brought the two of them in and had them debate, essentially, ideologies about i don't know uh the vietnam war and taxes and homosexuality all those different things and people became more interested in watching that because of how heated the debates got and it was like a best of wits essentially that nobody gave a fuck about the presidential candidates anymore and they just wanted to see these two guys go like head to toe and abc became number one in the rankings for the first time and that's like where people say that like having big hosts of people coming on to talk about things, like, started from the, those two debating. Because hmm. it was really just about how entertaining can you make it to bring people in to watch. So that's kind of where people say, like, the news started to shift.
0: That's interesting. I didn't know that.
3: Yeah. There's a great documentary called Best of Enemies.
0: Is it? Was it on anything?
3: Uh, I don't know. Uh, apparently you can watch it on Hulu.
1: Okay.
2: Um, so anyways, yeah. that was almost 30 years before this movie was made. Right. But like, maybe
3: it just kind of was one of those things where it went unchecked and nobody was thinking about it. So now someone needed to
2: come along and kind of point it out. Really? I don't know. Someone i can't... had to come along and do that. I don't and know. They had to do it like this i don't know it's It's just obnoxious in every sense of the word like i i don't know like almost none of it works for me and like i really love what the movie is trying to do and i love the two central performances but like it's just how it's done and i just can't get behind
0: i liked the projections
2: Oh, like along the different
3: the walls and stuff. Yeah,
0: like on the walls, and then they have like the projections against the people of just those couple words about like what they're really thinking or or how they really feel in that moment or what the scene is really trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Like I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was an
3: interesting way to go about it. I think that is what I kind of like about this movie. Like it's so over the top that like it's guaranteed to set you on a side. Like I there like I guarantee you there's nobody. That's like... I mean, Natural Born Kills is alright. Like, I think it is either you love it or you hate it. Like, absolutely despise it. I'm fine with that. And think it's pretentious <laughs> or something. Because there's
2: a lot of movies that I love that are like that. That I, under, I completely understand why people hate them. And I completely understand why someone would love this movie. It's just not for me. I guess at the end of the day, there is no cure for that, Zach. Like... Here's one thing that drives me insane. And Give it this movie me. is very guilty of it. And it's me being told that these people are bad when you could just show us that they are bad. Like,
0: I mean, being told like, that when, they're bad? when
2: they're sitting down and Rob Down Jr. is like, you've <sighs> killed 52 people. And it's like, really? Like, I've seen maybe three. Like, it's there are these like, rude bad. There are these ruthless mass murderers, and it's like we see them kill a guy on accident. We see them kill. Well, who's to say that those four minutes cut weren't some more killings? Because I watched the unrated cut, so I know that they weren't more killings. It's like so you have that opening scene at the diner, which is really arguably the only time you really see them do anything. Like that's terrible. Oh, well... Not on the riot
3: scene? He, he watched I mean, but before you get to that parents. point... Yeah, right, you watched her murder their
2: parents. They were supposedly raping her, so, like, you could argue yeah, it's justified.
0: It's justified in self-defense, but when they specifically escape from jail so they can go there and murder somebody, like, that's not, that's not justifiable.
2: They were raping her, Chris? That's true. You I'm do see, saying, like,
3: I'm five saying... people die in the restaurant... Then you see him shoot the police officer to get away from the ranch. To go, s- Then he kills the two parents. Then they kidnap that poor, poor woman.
2: Tie her we, up. Don't know,
3: we don't know what happens to her. He definitely rapes her and kills her. No, yeah, you don't know that. We don't see it. It's pretty certain. Then she kills that one gas attendant guy. They kill the dude at the pharmacy. They kill the Indian guy.
2: Well, they, they, so the oh, guy okay, at the pharmacy is is self preservation, and then the guy on the Indian reserve is like an accident. So like, like it's what I'm saying or though, not. It's not just I'm
3: viable. just feuding this whole. You only see three deaths.
2: No, no, no. What what I'm saying is that like, I don't feel up to that point when they are in jail that you see them do anything that is that heinous. That we are being told that how bad they are. We are being told that they are these ruthless, murderous people who just walk around shooting anyone.
3: They They're do like seem pretty ruthless to, and
2: murderous. Up to that point, they are being portrayed far worse than we've seen them be.
0: I get what Zach's saying, though. Like, the only time you ever see them be have any, like, murderous intent beyond the but, norm is, is that one scene in the beginning. And plus the the kind of reenactment that they do on Robert Downey Jr.'s news show.
3: Now, here's the question, Zach. Maybe that was intentional, so if the whole thing is about how the media portrays things, wouldn't it make more sense that we're just being told all this stuff? Isn't that what news segments are? You just being told things about something?
2: Sure. Boom! I got him. That first. makes me dislike oh, it I got even it. more. <laughs> I got him so good, dude. If that's if that's what, if what that was intentional, I hate this movie even more. Oh, I got him so good. I love this movie even
3: more now. Man, battle of the woods that. here. And you got a front row seat, Chris. I
0: don't know. My gosh, talk about the best of enemies on Hulu. Jeez. <laughs> Just sit here and let you guys go at it.
2: <laughs> I also dislike how we have to give them a backstory. No, I don't care.
0: I'm down with that. I'm down with how they met, because then...
2: Why? The because whole- it, gives them, it gives them some sort of reason for you to sympathize with them. And no, if they no, are no. these these murderous, terrible, heinous individuals, why should you have to sympathize with them? I'm
0: i not, not saying you need it, but I feel it deepens their relationship some.
2: I'm fine with their relationship as is without it.
3: I, I, I do agree in the sense that I think they sh- these two people should just be, like, evil incarnate. Like, there is no explanation for what they're doing. No, like, traumatized past,
2: nothing. like. But that's the thing. He said from the moment he's born he had this urge to kill, but yet we have to see flashbacks of him sort of being shaped into who he is, which leads you to believe that, no, you actually weren't born that way. Like, you are a product of your environment, just the way everyone is. And it's like, it's giving us reasons as to why they are the way they are, which I feel are completely unnecessary. Why? Because it sort of defeats the purpose of these (laughs) being these heinous individuals who just go around murdering people for fun, like it's not for fun. It's because they are like have troubled past that led them down this path.
0: So if they have troubled past, why can't they just be stuck with those troubled views? Because well, they're the one perpetuating it those makes, ideas. It it's makes not them like everybody else
2: which I think is the problem.
0: I don't think it makes them sympathetic because whether they have the really, traumatized past or not, yeah.
2: You don't think Juliet Lewis's character is sympathetic when you find when you see Rodney Dangerfield groping her ass, you're not like Oh, man, like that's kind of shitty. Like
0: for that moment, I'm sympathetic towards her because at that moment, she hadn't done anything wrong to that point in her life.
2: But you don't think that has skewed her entire relationship with men for the rest of her life?
0: I'm not saying that. What I'm saying so is to the point
2: where is where a man is coming on to her that now she fires back and kills him. You don't think that those two are somewhat related?
0: I'm not saying they're not related, but I'm just saying in the moment she murders somebody, I have no sympathy for her.
2: Right, but in the moment it's two separate the moments. the guy at the gas station, you are immediately – I even think they cut back to Rodney Dangerfield in that sequence. So you're supposed to connect it to you, which would – and therefore, like, therefore would invoke some sort of sympathy because of what her past is like, which makes her sympathetic in that moment. It, so it's why do you have to, to sympathize with Understanding strictly? with what she's doing, and I think that's completely unnecessary.
0: I don't think it's making it understandable because you can feel ways about people <laughs> in two separate No, no, no. No, no. You can feel two separate ways about somebody about two separate things. You don't need to sympathize with the fact that she just murdered a guy because she had a troubled past. You I'm can, saying you do you can,
3: when you can when, shoot
0: down her murder and shoot down and and, and kind of feel bad for her because of what happened to her in her past. Chris, you, know, but that you Chris, are obviously we can know
3: Hold on, hold on, Chris. We know that you walk this higher path where filmmakers just randomly throw things on film, and you can just distinguish things, but can you not see how from a filmmaking intention it's that it's intending for you to feel sympathy? Chris, I know you're not going to feel sympathy. I know. I don't I think know so. You're not. You've got the fucking straightest that. moral compass i ever seen. I know you're not confused, buddy, but can you not
2: agree that the intent is there?
0: I cannot agree that the intent is there. So
2: even when... She seems to be completely willing in this sexual encounter with this guy, even, I dare say, egg him on a little bit and, like, ask him to do things, and then she lays it on top of the car, and he lays it on top of her, and then we do some quick cuts back to Roddy Dangerfield, and now she is repulsed by this man and does not want him on top of her. You don't think we are supposed to connect those two events.
0: I'm not saying you're not supposed to I think, why can't they just be two separate events?
2: Because they're clearly not. Is
0: this
2: the
3: theory in effect?
0: What's the duplicity theory?
3: That the guy was just like, I'm not liking – Oliver Stone was like, I'm not liking this – just the straight – her on a car. Can we just get some cuts of anybody –
2: Rodney Dangerfield. Let's just cut Rodney Dangerfield in here a couple times. (laughs) You're saying you don't see why those – those two events have to be connected, and I'm telling you, Oliver Stone is purposefully connecting them.
0: <laughs> and I'm saying that Oliver Stone is purposely, con- maybe purposefully connecting them right there, but I don't understand why they have to be connected, even if that's his intent.
2: <laughs> because he's telling you that they are. That's he's they telling me, but
0: I'm the viewer, so why can't I pull my own experiences out of something I just watched? So you're
2: st- you, you're just sitting there and you're watching that. Sit on your couch and. That guy gets on top of her. We cut back to Rodney Dangerfield, and you're and like, I'm
0: feeling bad for it. Though.
2: What a what a strange time to cut into Rodney Dangerfield. But these are clearly two separate events.
3: No, no, <laughs> I'm not they're like, well, two separate events. Like I'm what, saying, I what, think they may film be linked. Do, do random things. So I'm just saying, trying to get it. I
0: do, All I'm saying is that they may be linked.
3: But why, no, as a viewer, not, they, do I have to? No, 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 no. They are. They, are. they okay, definitely fine, fine, are.
0: fine, 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 fine. fine. They are linked. If that's Oliver Stone's intent to have them linked, they are linked. Because it's his movie, but me as the viewer, can I not pull different things from it than what he intended for it there to be?
2: You You can can. pull different things if you want, but one of those things cannot be, these are two separate events. Because as you just stated, he wants them to be linked. So what you pull from that cannot be, well, I see them as two separate events. They're they're two separate events. What happened not, in the past? What happens right now? They can't be the same. Do you not get themes and stuff,
3: Chris? Like, I, like you don't look I, into things very a little
2: bit. Clear from day one.
3: <laughs> it's, it's, this is not news. Like when you watch movies, everything just incredibly literal. Uh,
1: kind of, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this must have been a very tough movie for you.
0: I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I thought it was entertaining. Like I said.
3: I'm just trying to think of some other movies that rely really heavily on symbolism. That'd be funny to just think of it really literally. Fucking high life, dude.
2: <laughs> that would be <laughs> fucking high, high life. life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, one, that one. was an interesting experience.
2: Look, I just did. That was just a very roundabout way of me saying I don't like the backstory. I don't need it. So Zach, you must have been like
3: wanting to die then when it was framed like i love lucy i
2: hated that whole scene i had a feeling i think about this movie there's really nothing about that i can think of that i like
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it just makes me want to love it so much more just get on a fever dream
0: dude just get on a fever dream and give it a watch
2: i went out and got this on blu-ray because i was like oh man I know I'm going to love this movie. I'll own it, and then I'll listen to the commentary track, and it's like, I'm going to try to return this bad boy. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Woof. No, because that guy that guy is listening to the podcast right now, and he's just going to be like, I know you fucking didn't like it, dude. That's the only reason you're returning it.
2: Oh, I thought you meant Oliver Shum was going to be listening to it, and I was going to say, you're I a mean, hack. You've too. always been a hack.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's listening to it, too, obviously.
3: Well, Chris, it's been made very apparent what Zach and I think of it, but what do you think, actually think of it?
0: I thought it was entertaining, and I would watch it again if I (laughs) had nothing else to do.
2: (laughs) Glowing phrase. But,
0: but, you know, it's not a great movie by by any stretch of the term, though.
2: Now, do you think
3: that's just because you don't get subtext? No, There's no subtext
2: in this movie though. I
0: got I got I got the whole approach. I got I got the whole what, what the movie was about. I get like the media shit. I understood that. But that doesn't mean it was good. <laughs> cuz it wasn't. It wasn't Fair that enough. good. Like I said Fair entertaining cuz I would watch Woody Harrelson do his thing in this movie, you know, 10 times a Sunday cuz I I really enjoy Woody Harrelson. I think his character design was awesome. So.
2: I I just wish that, like, I wish it didn't feel the need to be as crazy and chaotic as it was and could have just told a somewhat straightforward story. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wish you would drop the satire and just make a movie and then let there be some subtext about what the media is creating with their representation of violence. And I think it would have been a, a lot more effective and B, it would have been more entertaining. Like, let us just watch let us watch Woody Harrelson and Juliet Lewis do their thing, and then we can kind of cut back and forth between how we can see what is happening and then we can cut back and forth to what the media is portraying it to be. But I just made a better movie than Oliver Stone. Perfect. You fixed it, man. You fixed it.
0: Call him up, dude.
2: Hey, you know that movie we well, made 25 years ago? Well, listen to this. You should have done this forget, instead.
0: Don't forget the lifeless hack part.
2: Yeah, you are a hack for life. <laughs>
3: well, at least I'm making bold choices with my Hall of Fame picks. made a choice. Th- that, is, that is true. Do you have anything else to say about Natural Born Killers then? Um, I'd say let's put it to a vote, but it seems pretty obvious.
2: You never know. <laughs> you do never know. Do I have anything else to say? Um, I wasn't as violent as I was thinking it would be. No. Um, Reading about, too- like, the controversy that, like, it was censored in some countries and, like, Some countries banned it. I was expecting something, like, way crazier than what is there. But I guess it it was a different time. Totally different time. But at the same time, Pulp Fiction came out this year, and I feel like there are scenes in that that are more violent than most of what's in here. Maybe. I don't think so. Seems pretty
3: on par. You going to say something, Chris?
0: Oh, um, that key lime pie he was having in the be- be- beginning just looked like jello in a pie crust.
3: Key lime That's not pie what a key lime pie is! Uh,
0: to me, it's not that green. To what my experience of key lime pie is, it does not look like that.
3: You've seen The Shape of Water, bud?
0: I've seen The Shape of Water. It's
2: got some. It's got some good key lime green pies. It's not. It's not green in my mind. In I'm not my saying mind. It's not-, it's not that green. I'm Look, just there, saying, there are two separate events that looked, here. That looked very One in very which artificial. it is this green, and one in which it isn't that green.
0: Oh my gosh, it just looked very artificial.
2: Here's another thing. Like, wouldn't it be interesting to just throw them out in public and like let people treat them like celebrities instead of just being told that people are treating them like celebrities? Like, I mean,
0: you see it when they're walking into like, the courthouse.
2: So or much of this movie is let's tell you when we could just show you. Again, man, that's how the media operates.
3: I'm not buying that. It's genius. I'm not buying that. See, that's the subtext of Oliver Stone. See, you just think he's so obvious that you don't think he can have subtext. And that's the subtext right there, Zach. I think
2: you have to really be digging for subtext in this movie. Because so much of it is right in your face. I think you're creating subtext on your own.
3: (sighs) I don't know, man. I guess we'll let the internet decide.
2: (laughs) Trying to defend your favorite director, Oliver Stone. (laughs) He is my favorite. Oliver Stone. The guy makes Platoon and he's been coasting ever since. What a fucking hack. LOL. Alright, star ratings in
3: for Natural Born Killers. Seems like we're about done here. Uh, uh, Two and a half. It is a two for me. All right, it's gonna have to be a five for me then. Has to be. Just Can't has be to be. Else. Can't be. This movie's either a five or zero, Zach. There's no in between. I'm going zero. <laughs> and let's get
2: it with so going to the Hall of Fame. Chris, what do you say?
0: It's you know what? I know it's not going to get in, so I'll, I'll give you
3: a yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a yes for me, too.
2: No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, fuck it away. If, I, if um, I had given it at least a three, then I would have I would have just pushed it along. But given that it's not that three, and you said it's a five or a zero, I can't do it.
0: Zach, you friggin' nerd, dude.
3: Fair enough. That's all right. Uh well, what did you guys watch this week?
2: I will say Go it's more say it. it's more of a tragedy that Mulholland Drive didn't get in than this one. That is more of a tragedy.
0: I still don't regret that decision.
2: It's right,
3: I also don't regret not putting in the curious case of Benjamin Button or Gangs of New York.
0: Fucking gosh. You know, and I gave you the yes vote, and now you're sitting here talking shit.
3: That's true. (laughs) I did that
0: out of the kindness of my heart. I didn't need to put that out there. Right, but before you did it,
2: you did say, I know it's not getting in, so you can have a yes. That's That's also true. true.
3: (laughs) Whatever. I stand by what I said.
2: (laughs) You have no choice. Alright, what else
3: did you fuckers watch?
2: Yeah, let's talk about some good movies now. Yeah, let's. Uh, do you want to talk One Cut of the Dead?
3: Yeah, we can talk that
2: because I did watch that. Yeah, let's talk it. Um, so this is a Japanese low-budget horror movie directed by Shinichiro Ueda. be. Okay.
3: Um. All right. Last week I said you wouldn't guess where it's going. Did you guess where it was going?
2: Uh, I didn't guess where it was going, but, um, I guess I would say that, while yes, it was surprising, I didn't really care for it.
3: Really? You didn't care for it? Four out of five, huh?
2: Like, it's fine, but, like, when, like, you'll never guess where it's going. Like, I was expecting it to go, like, as a horror movie, I was expecting it to go to some crazy place, and then it doesn't and it goes to this other place that once I kind of settled into, like, was all right. Like, I I like behind-the-scenes stuff, and that's what it is.
3: Wait, now did you actually think this was a horror movie? Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: I didn't know anything about it, other than that I knew zombies were in it. I didn't know anything about it, but I knew it was a zombie comedy going into it.
3: So, so I was expecting something weird.
2: I would say it's... I think it's very impressive like the first 40 minutes single take thing that they make even though like you're watching it and you're like this isn't that good and then like there's some weird moments that happen I like how they explain to you the weird moments later on Mm -hmm. and then you get the making of the making of like with the end credits and you get to see the actual people doing it but again watching the behind the scenes stuff that i do like constantly i know what goes into making things single takes so like seeing all that stuff i get why it is surprising to some people but to me it really isn't the twist like them explaining to you like the mess ups that are very visible that you catch oh right 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 it's like well yeah of course that's how you would do it like that's there's that's the only way to do it. You have to do it that way. hmm And then some of the sentimental stuff doesn't work, but I don't know as though it's really supposed to. You mean like the director and his <clears throat> wife or whatever? Or like daughter. Him like the daughter, like when they do the makeshift crane shot and she's like hands in the picture. It's like you know, this is not the, this is not the time for that, okay? <laughs> like, get out of here. But the movie, it's a it's a fun movie and it doesn't take itself too seriously, so that's why I think it not works for the most part.
3: Yeah, i I also liked it. I'm I kind of in the same boat as you, honestly. Like, I wasn't incredibly blown away by it. <clears throat> like, I was expecting. I kind of honestly, I kind of did want a one single take zombie film. To be completely honest with you, that's what I was hoping to get. Like, so I'm a little bit disappointed that I didn't get that.
2: I was. Uh, I also, like I said, I watched it thinking I was getting a horror movie. I'm like, no.
3: Right. See, like, I did know it was a zombie comedy, so like, I didn't expect it there actually to be any sort of like horror elements. I just, I took zombie comedy more as like they were intentionally making. Uh, a bad single-take zombie film, and that was, like, the irony of it. That's kind of what I was anticipating. I wasn't anticipating where it goes. I don't know. How, I, I don't. Even, I, I guess I don't quite know how you could
2: anticipate where it's going to go. Yeah, I don't think you could. Yeah. Um, Although I could see you, like, watching that last 40 minutes. Like, watching that first 40 minutes, I mean, and then being like, oh, I, I guess that's it. Because like there is quite a break before it goes like one month earlier.
3: I did hear like I was listening to a podcast where someone said that they stopped watching it at that moment. And like, I just, could like, see wa- how it happens. And like, wa- and they walked away, and they were like, "I don't understand it." And then they were like, "Wait, there's like a whole other hour to the movie."
2: I get it. I could see how I could see that happening. I think,
3: I think it's still worth a watch. Like, it's pretty. It's a pretty unique. Film, I would say, like I like the idea of like being so opaque with it, like essentially putting a special feature as the main feature. Like I think that's a pretty interesting, cool idea. Something I something I've never seen before, and I've never thought like never <laughs> thought happening. So I, I like that bit of it.
2: <clears throat> I thought the guy who plays the director is really good. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. like the guy who. Like has to have a specific type of water, or he gets really bad diarrhea. <laughs> that was funny. Like I, I, but I even think I just, you like say, you say, like zombie comedy, and it's like I I, I I don't think any of it's funny except for that part. But it's I think it's com- I think
3: it's considered a zombie
2: comedy though. I would The no horror, horror comedy it is listed as that on IMDb. Yeah. But The horror is not great, and the comedy's not great, but it's it's weird that it still works as a movie
3: <laughs> yeah i think maybe more of it's like an ironic comedy type thing because it's or maybe it's just those simply those genres because nothing else really fits it
2: or maybe it's definitely you know, not a drama there's some there's some cultural stuff we don't understand maybe it's hilarious in japan maybe that could be too we just don't, I don't get know.
3: it i think what is really impressive that it's the biggest return on budget I, think
2: it's, I mean, it only cost
3: $30,000. And it made $30 million, Chris. Can
2: pure profit.
3: It? $30 million up a $30,000 budget.
0: You make it seem like that's that's a lot of money.
3: I, I do make it seem that way, because it is. I mean, I mean, if I only you watch saw it, my
0: bank account.
3: And you're like, hey, Mr. 30 bucks.
2: Yeah. You know, that kind of looks like $30,000. But, like... I feel like that adds a little bit of charm to it. And then I I like watching them do, like, making the single take happen. Like, that camaraderie that's, like... It's a weird thing where, like, Ugh. you already saw what it was. So you mm-hmm. know they're going to pull it off. But you're still like, oh, I hope they pull it off. Uh. I hope they can solve that problem. And it's like, wait, I know they do because I already saw the end product. I think, all in all, I think this movie has... It's its
3: kind of got, like, a charm to it. You know what I mean? Even if it's not particularly great, it's like it's got this charismatic charm that I think you can just get behind. It's, like, it's got this je Exactly, Chris. Thank you. It's like a Rob Zombie movie.
2: Almost. It's not great, but... You can't put your finger on why you love it. It's, it's not exactly
3: like... Uh, a Rob Zombie film in that regard for me, but I understand your analogy.
2: It's kind of like Saw one through eight. Yeah, they just have a certain charm to them that. <laughs> Fucking gosh! <just> right? <laughs> exactly. Oh. I don't know why I love Scream four. I just do. All right, Chris.
0: You like Scream four?
2: I do. <laughs> I would go ahead and say tell you Chris that it's the second best Scream movie.
0: It's definitely not the worst.
2: That's true. It's not the worst.
0: Number three is definitely the worst.
2: Number three is pretty fucking <laughs> terrible.
0: <sighs> Guys ever want to talk Scream? That's something I can actually contribute on. So.
2: I'll for it. I can do it. I can do it right now. I know so much about them.
0: Could do a Scream episode.
2: There's time.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, what would you watch this week?
0: Um, I watched Moneyball. I like it. I don't think Jonah Hill's anything special in it, but I like, I like the movie.
2: The rest of the seen... world disagrees with you. Oh, Never I understand
0: why, but it just didn't seem like there was much opportunity for him to really shine in the movie.
2: Um, but You have to think, like, before that, he did, like, super bad.
0: So, give him most improved player. Don't give him a nomination for MVP, you know?
2: He's not getting a nomination for MVP. He's getting... A nomination for Sixth Man of the Year, Best Supporting Role.
0: Okay, that's still different from Most Improved Player. Most Improved Player could have gone to Luke Walton of the Lakers if he really just wanted to become better.
2: So if he wanted to improve, yes, he could get Most Improved Player of the Year. That is correct. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I just don't think that he was as good. He was good. He was good. It wasn't as good as everybody said. I like how it focuses on Billy Bean throughout like they could have made it like a classic like you know rags to riches baseball team or rags to not so riches baseball team you know uses what they have to become a championship caliber team but instead they're like how did this dude build it and i felt like that was a really cool way to approach it i wasn't a big fan of all like the going into the past like billy beans past stuff i get why i I, w- I guess i'd like to say that they didn't focus on it a whole lot which was kind of nice but i could have done without it um phyllis seymour hoffman this is the most rugged i've ever seen the man and i lo- would love to see him be a rugged dude
3: he's My a coach God. right yeah well you're not gonna see anything rugged by him chris i know
2: pretty that rugged was- right now <laughs> casket sealed tight
0: you fuck <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> you fuck. Andrew's going to listen to that, and he's going to be like, you fucking asshole. Yeah, used to tear up a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Good movie, though. I definitely think it's going to be in my top 50. Like, I really liked it. Really? Because
2: yeah. you've only seen 50 movies?
0: I mean, that's definitely part of the reason, but and it's still makes, good enough.
3: This makes 47, so we still got three slots to open up.
0: I three, still <laughs> have... I still have two more movies to talk about this week, all right? Oh, whoa! Shit! Yeah, yeah. This guy went on a
3: fucking spree.
0: Heck yeah, it did. Plus oh. one one TV show.
3: Okay, nice. Well, I checked out a little flick that I know Zach's been dying to see. Stars Natalie Portman. Lucy in the Sky? I went and saw Lucy in the Sky. I bet it's amazing. It's probably the worst movie of the year. <laughs> I don't know about that. Honestly, it's pr- it's pretty bad. Worst movie of the year? Like, there's... I really wanted to like it. And there's some things that I do like about it, but it couldn't be more obvious that it's from a first-time filmmaker. That's rude. And just chocked full of so many cliches that are hard to get by.
2: I find I it that. hard to believe it will be worse than Hellboy. I will say that. Maybe. I haven't seen Hellboy.
3: One thing that drove me absolutely crazy about Lucy in the Sky was the obvious aspect ratio changing throughout the entire movie. It is absolutely constant, and it bugs the shit out of me. Worse off, because I know what he's trying to do, And that's where it comes in, like, the cliche first-time filmmaker. So, like, scenes where she's, like, astronaut training or in space or anything like that, 16 by 9. As soon as they want, like, at any other time when she's with her family, uh, at a party, anything, it's in 4 by 3. Oh, because she's so claustrophobic on Earth. Got no space to roam. Give me a break, Noah Howley. We're talking about a hack, Zach. Noah Oliver Stone.
0: Dude, put out one movie. You can't call call him a hack after one movie.
3: It's you got a lot to learn, bud. You got a lot to learn. Another thing, I was Jacob.
2: Jacob will teach you. All the movies under his belt. He'll show you the ropes. I was gonna learn. One
3: thing I was like. At least this guy's redeeming thing is that he's not going to use the sky, Lucy, in the sky with diamonds. Because that would just be too obvious, right?
2: I would be mad if he Wait, didn't hold use up. it.
3: Did he use it? He uses it. Nice. It's pretty annoying. How yeah, was, I don't know. How was the port, though? There's another thing... So, like, the whole thing is based off Natalie... Okay, so I guess I should say, it's about... Natalie Portman plays... An astronaut that goes into space and upon returning from space she realizes how small and insignificant she is chris mm-hmm. the whole time i'm thinking it i'm like how did you go through all of your schooling how did you go through all your training before even going to space and never once did you consider that you're just this small speck on a rock rock Rotating around a star, like how did that never cross your mind before going into space and seeing Earth? Oh yes. No. Have you I ever been to space, it. Jacob? No, I've never been to space, Zach. And that's the point. I know how small and insignificant I am. it didn't need me to take looking at the Earth from the yeah.
0: ISS. Hold on, knowing you are and experiencing how small and insignificant you are are two different ball games.
3: What's the I know it. I know it. I'm already accepting it. The only okay,
0: thing you could do is just you know that, you know that
2: Jacob. so kidnapped. advanced.
0: You know that you could get kidnapped at any time, but I couldn't. You don't know what it's like to be kidnapped.
2: I know that I could not be kidnapped at any time.
0: Oh, uh, sorry. Oh, that's a challenge. The he watched any
2: the kidnappers art. out there.
0: <laughs> he watched the art of self defense, guys. So let's.
2: I
3: know a little no, no, bit about no, no.
0: karate. But...
1: Okay,
3: first off, okay, first off, Chris. Per usual, the analogy doesn't fall because I don't know. I don't know I'm going to be kidnapped at any point. I'm not
0: saying you know you're going to be kidnapped. What I'm saying is, is
3: you will be kidnapped. You have
0: you have some sort of idea what it would be like to be kidnapped,
3: right? No, I don't. Not really. No. But philosophically, okay, you
0: don't know speaking, what it would be like for somebody to come up and just grab you and throw you in the back of a van.
2: I feel like you, you know a, what that
0: would be like in your head theoretically, right? You know I'm that
2: alone, man, like I'm not a child anymore. Like you couldn't just throw me into a van, like without me, you know, somehow resisting or like yelling. Really okay, I mean, also, that, that's I don't a challenge get
3: to I don't get there. the comparison between a philosophical idea and a literal act happening to you.
0: Because it's the same pr- principle carrying over from a philosophical idea.
3: No, it's not. There's nothing philosophical about kidnap. That's just running a scenario in your head.
2: Either way, it's, a, it's She's being kidnapped by accepting, states.
3: like accepting, like. Oh my gosh! This get, Chris, this gets into a question of God and like afterlifes. Yeah. Because, like, if you believe in God and afterlife, then you wouldn't expect that you wouldn't think that your life is insignificant and small.
2: Oh, man, Do I already you know I'm gonna God love this God thing. Jake?
3: What?
0: Do you believe? Are you in, a believer? In God? Heck
3: yeah! A mm-hmm. believer. Yeah. I am I am a Bieber a believer,
0: a Bieber believer. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Like I said, guys, I guess you're just not scholarly enough to understand where I'm getting at. It's okay. Now,
3: everything I just said about the movie, I know Zach's gonna come back and say that he loved all those things. Oh, I can't wait. But he's fucking full of shit. I know he is. <laughs> this
1: is gonna I be the
3: number one, one movie of shit. the I year. I know he's gonna be full of shit.
2: Out of five stars. Uh, one point five. Wow. Uh, we're we're looking at five five out of
3: five, but five in between it between one point five and a two, maybe a two. You but dare not the disrespect end, the Portman like the, that. But that's the thing, like Natalie Portman is amazing. I'm not saying anything about Natalie Portman. It's completely the writing and the direction and the editing. It's all that shit. Natalie Portman fucking brings it. She brings it hard.
2: Of course she does. She sounds surprised. She like brings it.
3: so hard. But it's everything else that I just can't get behind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Noah Howley. I'm sorry. What does
2: like. What do you have in that Nalgene bottle of yours? Haterade? It's, yeah, it's cool blue
3: Haterade. Well, let's see what I watched this week.
0: He looks like a nice enough
3: dude. <laughs> um, I'm sure he's salt of the earth can't make a fucking
2: movie <laughs> um, I rewatched a movie this week from 2017 directed by the one and only Sean Baker uh, this is a film called The Florida Project and similar to Dunkirk it is a few seconds shy of being a perfect film
3: also revolving around things burning no have you huh? have any either of you seen it I think the Flower project yes uh, I really maybe. don't like the last minute and a half and it's them it's at, it's the burning building right what burning building doesn't she set something on fire and that sets up a building and flames uh, that's like 30 minutes in uh, no That's like the end.
2: It is not the end, I promise you. What? Uh, Can I guess I don't remember how it ends then? With the handheld footage of them running to Disneyland? Really? I don't remember that ending at all. I don't think you've seen this movie. That sounds like a
3: great ending, dude. I totally have, but I don't remember that ending.
2: Anyways, the Florida Project is about... um, So William Dafoe's in it. Chris, I think you would actually enjoy this movie. It I totally mean, does fall on the fucking building. I'm not saying there's not a burning building. I'm just saying that's not how it ends. Yeah, you're saying it's like happens 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah, like between 30 minutes and an hour. Like after that happens, there's still a solid hour left of the movie. Is there really? Yes. I don't
3: think you've seen this movie, Zach. I've
2: seen it three times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Chris, let me set the scene for you here. This is how it opens. Give me a picture. So, oh, it opens with the burning building. It doesn't open with the burning building. It opens with these three kids, like, spitting off the edge of like, a railing. And it keeps landing on this this woman's car. <laughs> 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 and the woman is, like, comes out and is getting mad. And she's, like, is yelling at them. She's like, you better come down here and clean my car. And then the main character is a, a girl. She's probably like five or six, maybe yeah, seven. Probably. And she's like, <laughs> She says, Shut up, lady. You are shit. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so funny. Um, oh, man. But so it's about these people who live in a motel, like they pay week to week. And Willem Dafoe is, like, the the manager of this hotel. And the interesting thing is that it's, like, it's juxtaposed in a way where this hotel is, like, directly next to Disneyland, which is, like, the happiest place on Earth. And then you go, like, a mile from it, and you have, like, these people who are really poor and barely getting by on what they make for money and have to live in a motel.
0: (laughs) So is the goal to get to Disneyland...
2: No, this is sort of like where they can afford to live. Yeah. But so, is
0: the goal to get there?
2: I would. Why would the goal be to get there?
0: It's not everybody's goal.
2: No, I hate Disney. Land though. Anyways, <laughs> so the movie sort shut of shut that takes, down. <laughs> takes place over a summer, and I think even though you have to see like pretty terrible things in terms of, like, what these people do for money. Some of it's pretty shady. You know, these people obviously aren't very well off. There still is a sense of, like, child wonder that is there, that, like, sort of carries the movie, and I think the main children are pretty likable. But, like, what I think the movie does really well is so, obviously... your first question that you see when you watch these kids spit on a car is like, well, where are their parents? And then you meet their (laughs) parents, and you're like, how do those people still have control of their kids? Why is not (laughs) the state taking them away yet? And it's like, the movie does this wonderful thing of showing you a situation that is bad for the child, but then by the end of it, you're rooting for them to stay in that situation because you sort of see what their life is like and you're like, actually it looks terrible, but like she's actually like enjoying herself. So like you take her away from that and maybe that's not the best thing for the child, even though in reality it is the best thing for her.
0: It's hmm. an interesting idea.
2: It's very I think you see that and you're like, oh wait, I actually I want her to stay with her mother even though I every logical thing is telling you that she needs to be taken away from her. Especially once you see, like, all the shitty things that the mother does throughout the movie.
0: Where's Willem Dafoe come into play?
2: He (laughs) manages the hotel, and he's just sort of, like, around.
0: Okay.
2: He sort of, like, looks after things and, like, looks after the kids and whatnot from time to time, and he's he's around. He's lurking. He's lurking.
0: No, sounds like a movie. that uh, is kind of a must-watch for me.
2: Sounds I think like, so. I can, I can see you like liking
0: heartwarming. it.
3: Very heartwarming, very
2: heartwarming. Uh, not exactly, but, <laughs> but I can very see colorful.
3: It. I can see you liking it, Chris. All right.
2: Very colorful. Shot on 35 millimeter. Looks great.
3: I will give it a watch.
0: I'm up. Um.
2: There you go. You got it. I'm. I'm getting the hang of this.
3: Instead of like shouting,
2: you. I'm up. You could just transition to what it, you want.
3: No, the fact that he recognized it was just his turn. We'll, let we'll start there.
0: This is 46 episodes in, guys. This is not. <laughs> I'm not a fast learner,
3: okay? This guy's gonna be hitting his stride at 92. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, I watched um, American Psycho. Not a good movie. <laughs> Wait, what? With Christian Bale. Yeah, that is not a good movie. <laughs>
2: Have you watched the same movie?
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan at all. I tried to watch it and I just could not, could not, you know, think that positively about anything involved in that movie. Dude,
2: I, did you get was to a couple, the end?
0: Yeah, there was a couple scenes that I enjoyed. Like I liked his breakdown in his office. I liked the phone call. I like the kind of uh, way it makes you question in the end. But
3: what about the business card scene?
2: Huey uh, Lewis in the news?
0: No. None of it really stuck with me. I was not a fan of it. Like
2: Chris, is I, that not how you have sex with prostitutes? Flexing in the mirror? I mean
0: <laughs> It's what I do when I'm like in the bathroom like taking a shit, but no, not when I'm having sex with prostitutes. But you know, the movie just wasn't that good. There was nothing really in it that kind of stuck as a struck me as a good thing about it honestly it just seemed like christian bale was very annoying throughout the movie and it just didn't make me want to keep watching it i guess is the best way to put it hmm wow wow
2: the chainsaw doesn't do anything for you
0: that was seemed like i remember watching that and him dropping it and being like there's no fucking way there's no fucking way and it, it all it connects and I'm just like, that's fucking dumb. That's so dumb.
3: So, Chris, like, should I, I just, just go Alex, ahead and... Uh,
0: how did he get himself out of that pickle? That's what I want to know.
3: Should I just go ahead and pick up this um, American Psycho copy for $4.99 on Amazon? Ship no. It
2: to you? No. No. No what? Don't do it. Why? Buy the 4K.
3: No, I, I just want to send it to Chris. 4.99. dollars 99 that's right up his alley.
2: Even for oh. Chris, don't do it. The nope. Blu-ray transfer is so terrible.
0: It's just not a good movie, guys. I'm sorry. I could not get into it.
2: You could not be more wrong about something.
0: Well, that's where we disagree.
2: Jared Leto? You love Jared Leto. You no. love 30 Seconds to Mars.
0: Yeah, you're right. My My absolute favorite band of all time. 30 Seconds to Mars. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess the card scene wasn't too bad. Um, what about,
2: like, by the end, where he finds out that, like, he wishes he was caught?
0: Um, not really. Didn't really, start because, like, I didn't want to watch Christian Bale in this movie.
2: Who did you want to watch? No one. Willem I Duvall? didn't
0: want to watch this movie at all. Did you
2: wish that Jared Leto was the main character? No. Did you go into it thinking he was the main character?
0: No. Christian Bale's on the cover.
2: No. Did you think this was a Joker prequel?
0: I mean don't threaten me with a good time but no i
2: did um i don't know what about a Dallas Buyers Club prequel the
0: whole the I, the whole main thing i found like super annoying throughout the movie was every single time he got into a spiel about like the nuances of, of the Phil Collins CD or, or you know all that type of stuff like i thought that was just so dumb i, I could not i had a hard time paying attention throughout this movie
2: well, Christy, you know what they say. Hmm. You say tomato, I say tomato.
0: Right, Same on.
2: thing. Very different opinions.
0: First off, Christian Bale didn't lose or gain any anyway weight for this movie. So That's <laughs> true. Now,
3: we're get, now we're getting to it.
0: <laughs> this is not this is not a good Christian Bale movie at
3: all. This is not a good performance. Dude, he had to get shredded, bruh. Like he at was
0: already arrows. shredded, dude. Like, that's Christian that. Bale. He did that in majority of his movies.
2: Bro, he was fucking shredded. He was, though. Let's look at... Because I feel like this was right before The Machinist, right?
0: I would assume so. Uh...
2: 2001,
0: uh, before, 2000... Before? After?
2: after? Before. Oh, I mean,
3: before.
0: I had to have been before. See. The first The Machinists came out like, 2003, 2004...
2: American Psycho's 2001? 2000,
0: 2001.
2: Yeah, okay. So yeah, I mean, I guess this was sort of his big role.
3: So you must love the machinist thing, Chris.
0: I haven't seen it. It's an interesting idea, and I want to watch it, but I just haven't gotten to it yet.
2: Chris, is it better than Rain of Fire?
0: Ring of Fire? Rain. Rain. I've never seen Rain of Fire.
2: Matthew McConaughey.
0: I was never a believer in the reconnaissance.
3: Futuristic. Well, that's the beauty. See, Chris, you not believing in the reconnaissance is like you not believing in climate change. You cannot believe in it, but it's still happening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was was a big fan of pre-McConnaissance Matthew McConaughey.
1: Failure
2: to to launch?
0: How to lose a guy in 10 days? Oh, could not get enough.
2: Ghosts of Girlfriend's Past?
0: Don't threaten me with a great time, Zach. Like I said, that's Zach a double gonna
2: feature. Is that going to be in your top 50?
0: That's a double feature that stands the test of time. Okay? That's all I'm going to say.
3: I watched a movie this week. <clears throat> <laughs> He's having I none
0: think... of that. He's
3: having none of it. Just, going, just keep this thing rolling. All
0: right.
3: Uh, I watched a movie that kind of makes an interesting pairing with natural-born killers. Is it Joker. It's not Joker. It's David Fincher's Gone Girl. And I remember liking Gone Girl quite a bit the first time I saw it. And I think that's mostly to do with the fact because I didn't see the twist coming. Yeah, I don't see how you could. So I think that's kind of more why I liked it so much. Now that you know where it where it goes.
0: Uh, before you keep going, don't give any hints about what the twist is because I have not seen it. Are you kidding me? I haven't seen okay, it. I've been, see for a, I've been waiting for a rainy day.
2: Okay, have had make... plenty between now and 2014.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, I'll try to
2: talk. I'll try to talk generally.
0: Be cryptic.
2: Okay, I, I
3: like I do like Gone Girl, not as much as the first time I saw it. Um. I think the big problem for me with it is the script. There are certain scenes that feel incredibly written. We and all are. Mm, but you know what you know what I mean though, Zach. I know I I know you know what I mean. They're all written. Feels written. Like it's like when a character says something you say, Would you say that, Ben Affleck, Huh? Would you really say that? <laughs> The big saving grace, though, is the brief second you get to see Ben Affleck's penis. That's the saving grace of the whole thing.
2: I've been waiting to rewatch it for a rainy day when I'm alone. For the penis? The penis. (laughs) Um,
3: I think it's kind of a low hanging fruit to talk about. (laughs) His penis is a low hanging fruit. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think the movie's kind of about. I think it's kind of about like how the more like how the media portrays things, especially like when you have high-profile things with like celebrities on hand, and how it's never the man's fault, and how it's never the man's fault. And it's kind of about like how like the media portrays things and how like and there's even like things in it with like Tyler Perry plays um, Ben Affleck's lawyer. He like says that the whole trial is about is going to be about. What the public thinks of him, and there's just a lot of references to that. Um, So I think there's that mixed in there with like a little bit of obviously like, you know, we're never who we really say that we are, and there's always things that could come out. But I think the more interesting thing is how the media spins things and like how you're essentially tried in the court of public opinion before you're ever actually. Act, ever actually tried any court of law. Um, so I like that stuff, but I don't know. I'm not not overly crazy about Rosamund Pike in it. I think I know a lot of people like her quite a bit in it. I think she's even nominated for an Oscar. But I would say though crazy.
2: of a two and a half hour movie, she's in maybe an hour of it. Correct. I mean by design giving
3: where it goes. Um yeah, kinda hard to talk about with really not spoiling it for Chris over here. Put I'll take my headphones
0: off. off. I'll be back in just one second. You guys talk spoilers. I don't don't need to talk
2: spoilers. I don't need to talk No no no
0: no I don't want
3: to pull you guys.
0: I don't
2: want to talk spoilers (laughs) Put all that stuff aside and like
0: You're
2: still you're still left with David Fincher who knows how to direct a movie and has fantastic color palettes, a beautiful score, and really can create an atmosphere.
0: Fantastic color palettes. What do you mean? Just like gray? Yeah, it one feels more like blues and grays. Very,
2: very bluey.
0: So is Social Network.
2: Eh, not exactly.
0: Yeah, kind of, yeah.
2: No, Chris, not exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'd say, I'm trying to think where this
3: would rank in David Fincher's catalog. It's probably not towards the bottom. Maybe right in the, right in the middle.
2: I for would me. say... A little,
3: maybe a little bit above middle.
2: For me, it goes Zodiac, Seven, Social Network, and then probably Gone Girl.
0: Wait, hold on a second. You have Social Network as the number three movie
3: on his list?
2: Yeah. Seriously. I think, I think Zodiac and Seven are better films.
3: It's def- This movie is definitely better than Panic Run. All right.
2: It's definitely better than Girl the Dragon Pad 2. Look, Chris. Social Network, Zodiac and Seven. They're all five-star films. They are.
0: Yeah, but I just don't... I personally don't understand how you can place them above Social Network.
2: Have you seen Zodiac and Seven?
0: Yes, I was not the greatest fan of Zodiac.
2: Yeah, Zodiac's
3: okay.
0: Mine would go, mine would go, and this is just the ones I've seen, is it would, just the three. Because he didn't do Steve Jobs, did he?
2: He did not do Steve Jobs. I thought so. Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle did.
0: Anyways, it it goes uh, Social Network, then Seven, then uh, Zodiac.
2: For someone who loves Michael Douglas so much, you should really watch the game.
0: Oh my gosh, I made one status when I was like a freshman <laughs> in high school. Now I love Michael <laughs> Douglas.
3: Yeah, first of all, people have been held to a lot higher than that for things they said freshman year. Yeah. Just so, kind
2: of... one day it might cost you your presidential bid. Just no, say, something that's, like that's not going to be the
3: thing that gets me rid of my presidential if someone bid. Someone on Facebook is held accountable for their racist. Facebook status, Chris freshman year, you're a Michael Douglas fan. <laughs> <laughs> through and through.
0: I mean, well, on, oh, Zach, who did you pick freshman year? I picked Michael Douglas. Who'd you go He's with? He's all about Will Ferrell, <laughs> baby.
2: Will Ferrell. But
0: <laughs> I just wanted to be sure. Okay. Wanted to make sure that was known out there, too.
2: Having seen him in the Between Two Friends movie, I don't know, maybe he has got a comeback.
3: Stands by that statement now. <laughs> and that's all I got for Gone Girl. <laughs>
2: Alright, well I suppose it's time to uh, talk The Art of Self-Defense.
0: I actually watched it too. Did you? Oh shit. She did.
2: wish I would have well, watched it then. <clears throat> well this is a movie from this year. Uh, it's directed by Riley Stearns. And this movie skyrocketed itself into my top ten of the year. And as I pointed out on Letterboxd. I think this movie and Fight Club are getting at pretty similar things. Speaking of David Fincher, and I think this movie is better than Fight Club. <laughs> I really do, Chris. I mean that. I'll take that to the bank.
0: Fight Club's more entertaining.
2: No, I disagree.
0: <clears throat> I don't. I, this is not a movie I would sit down and watch if I'm looking for something fun to watch. Like if I'm looking for something fun to watch, oh, I'm gonna I, go with Fight Club. But I would, this. I could say...
3: Fikes looks fun to watch. Heck
0: yeah, it is. Are you kidding me?
3: You get to no. see Brad
2: Pitt shirtless.
0: Okay, I guess it's just True. like the... I guess it's the intensity of it. That one is a whole lot more intense than this one. This one kind of feels like everything that is not involved with one character is kind of... Everything goes by everybody's head. I forgot. Basically.
3: You don't get subtext. It's just literal. <laughs> what are you guys so, talking about?
2: So this movie is about, like we were talking about last week, I actually think Jesse Eisenberg is pretty good in this.
1: Ugh.
2: And so Jesse Eisenberg gets mugged at the beginning of the movie, and he wants to kind of protect himself. So he enrolls in karate classes that are taught by a mysterious sensei. Tyler Tyler Durden. It is Tyler Durden. (laughs) And I think you will like it, Jacob. It's. I think if you think Yorgos Lanthimos movies are funny, you will find this movie funny. It's a very. I think he's hilarious. It's a very similar style of humor and dialogue delivery. Okay, excellent. Um. This like, movie was very funny. The movie is is definitely about like toxic masculinity. Like, again. Similar to Natural Born Killers, it's not really trying to hide that. No. And so like, there's, there's some funny stuff with that where, like, he... The yeah, because toxic all about,
0: masculinity is so funny, Zach. It's so funny.
2: I think it's hilarious. <laughs> he has all these, like, things about, like, what Jesse Eisenberg should be doing because he, like, is a man. And the whole idea sort of Jesse Eisenberg is wimpy and not a man until he is trained to be one and like is told how to act like a man. And it's like he has this dog and his dog is too small and too feminine. He needs something German because the Germans are the epitome of strong. And like, (laughs) he's like, what's your favorite type of music? He's like, I really enjoy some soft rock. And he's like, wrong. You're now a fan of metal. Men listen to metal.
0: (laughs) 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 My favorite part was at the end where he was just like, how'd you injure yourself? Uh, I was playing guitar. Oh, what, what, what genre? I was playing soft rock. That's false. You didn't injure yourself playing soft rock. You can only injure yourself playing extreme heavy metal.
2: <laughs> you cannot sprain your wrist playing soft rock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny movie. I, I'll it's... give it that. I was I was turned off from the very beginning just because Jesse Eisenberg, it, he just, he's just the worst. And, he's uh, just the worst, man.
3: What's you love the social network, though.
0: Uh, yeah, but he was built for that role. Explained that to me. I don't like girl. Mark Zuckerberg, either, so, I mean, like...
3: You fucking from, love Batman uh, vs. Superman. Lex Luthor? You love that movie, Chris. Yeah, yeah
0: no, Chris, that's... you love that
3: the, 30 Minutes or Less.
0: It's only the, uh, the only 6 out of 5 I gave, uh... Um, You're
3: obsessed with Squid and the Whale.
0: And True. The- You know, this past week, I've just been, I've been thinking about spreading my semen everywhere, especially in the library.
3: You want to crash your Titanic into the Eisenberg. (laughs) I'm fucking done.
0: I'm fucking done, guys. (laughs) I'm out on that one. Uh, Yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of not, not good. Um, He wasn't like bad in this. I found like his delivery very annoying. Well,
2: I get it. The delivery is by design.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's like, I get everybody. I get his delivery in the movie. I get everybody's I think he's, performances in it. I just think that it, that type of style is annoying. Like, that's why I have such a hard time getting through, like, Killing of a Sacred Deer. I have such a hard time getting through that.
2: I think he's really well built to play, like, the frail, fragile, sort of, like, scrawny guy. And that's what he is in this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but then you see him break out and be, like, you know, a dude who's kicking ass, and I'm just like, no,
2: no. Yeah, but he learns how to do it. It's fine. No. It's not an unbelievable jump, because, like, you see him learn things.
0: I'm not saying it's an unbelievable jump, but it's Jesse Eisenberg, and I don't like it.
2: Okay, there's a difference between not liking it and then not believing it.
3: (laughs) I'm not saying I don't believe it.
2: Look, Chris, you can keep your... Didn't you just say you didn't believe it? No, yeah, I
0: didn't did. say that. Wasn't that a <laughs> word you did. just said? I didn't say that. Did I? I did not. No, I
2: didn't. You don't even know what you're saying. You're talking out your ass.
0: Either way, I do believe that somebody that size could definitely kick someone's ass. I'm just saying, like, I don't like Jesse Eisenberg. I'm sorry, man. He's just, he as an actor is just not, you No, know, he's not cradling the balls and swallowing the gravy. Like, it's just not working for me.
2: Alright, we gotta move on here. It was a five out of five for me. Excellent.
0: Three out of five. Maybe three and a half.
2: That review did not sound like a three and a half. But that's typical with Chris's reviews.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my my reviews are based off of feelings. How did I feel? Was I entertained? You guys are all like, oh yes. Oh, the movie is very good. Did I see the good cuts? Yes, I saw the good cuts. <laughs> what? That's my impression. That's a
3: terrible
2: impression.
3: That's my impression of you guys. Oh, I can't. Here's my impression of Chris. Uh, I oh, love Scorsese. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is amazing. And Daniel Day-Lewis is so awesome. And this movie deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, three and a half.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Chris, what did you think of Avengers? Oh, dude, I fucking love Tony Stark, dude. Like, Robert Downey Jr. should be in every movie. (laughs) Fucking Tony Stark should be in every movie. I fucking love it. Cheesy, bro. (laughs)
0: Uh, Sitting there and watching them just sit and stare at a screen for two hours. I really loved it. You can tell how much he didn't care. It was very morose. (laughs) I mean, I really get his feelings in that. Five out of five. Maybe even a six out of five.
2: Chris, what did you think about...
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's me, dude. He's totally nailed me.
2: (laughs) Oh, shit. Chris, what do you think about La La Land? I don't like Ryan Gosling. I don't think he's a good comedic performer. I don't like Emma Stone. I don't like musicals. I fucking hate that movie. Five out of five.
0: That's... No! Oh, no! Oh, my gosh.
3: Did you really five-bang
0: La La Land? I five-bang La La Land. I potentially six-bang La La Land. (laughs)
3: But you hate Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling and musicals? I never said that I hate Emma
2: Stone and Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling is not funny. He should not be in comedic movies. I didn't say he shouldn't be in comedic movies. I said that
0: he is not the best comedic actor. It shouldn't be the sole comic relief of a movie that relies so heavily
3: on it. He might have actually said that, actually.
2: It doesn't sound like Christmas that yeah, sounds that actually really sounds intelligent. Shit.
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Jake?
1: <laughs> no,
3: i think it's you
0: <laughs> oh it's me um shit what else did i watch oh uh this is what did i talk about already yeah talk about that talk about, okay yeah um the only thing that i watched other than that this week was i watched the new season of leonard kenny uh that's okay. a fun that's a funny show dude you saw the production go up now that it's a hulu original po- um a hulu original television show and it's not being made just by those guys on a canadian network um it's a little different now like it definitely it
3: really
0: is yeah it seems as if like some episodes they are getting a little more racy i guess like they're, they're diving into the more raunchy stuff but it seems like That's they're what doing
2: happens on hulu now all rules out the window
0: like it's not bad. like it's definitely still good and like they can towards the end of the season, they definitely seem to be catching stride in what they were used to in like season one through six. but this new season is was not as good starting off. like it definitely felt like they were getting used to different uh, changes in what they're doing. I like the I like what they did with the season. I thought the content was hilarious. the jokes were on par with what they were doing it just was handled differently so it felt different but it wasn't a bad season i'm looking forward to them pumping out another one hopefully within not too long because we only got seven episodes
3: is seven really, episodes of 40 minutes. is it really better or on par with trailer park boys
0: oh two different ballparks dude both so good um trailer park boys is definitely in my personal opinion funnier okay but letter kenny like letter kenny has more of like a, a cult interactivity amongst people who've seen letter kenny
1: okay
0: like when people have seen letter kenny you can definitely go up to him and say like that's a texas size 4 and then you're going to get one of these like the uh, <laughs>
2: how how does one spot someone who has seen letter kenny I mean,
0: it's not something you can visually see. You know, it's uh, all up
3: here. Missing
2: missing teeth,
3: wife beater,
2: mm, MAGA Marks?
3: hat. maga hat.
0: Sure.
2: Chris is kind.
0: Just first off, I don't want anybody to think I voted for Trump or Hillary Clinton. My, uh, my Actually, I guess are, it
3: wouldn't be. I guess it wouldn't Mark. be maga. Now it'd be Kaga, Kaga. Keep
2: America great again. Keep so, America great. I guess it's not again. Just just CAG. Keep America great. Well, Chris, to, to clarify, you didn't vote in the presidential elections because you're an illegal immigrant, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, straight from Barbados.
2: I hope ICE isn't listening, though I'm sure they are. They definitely are. Are you going to pull an Eric Carpenter here?
0: Are going to pull an Eric Carpenter here? Are you going to get me deported?
2: This <laughs> is the Barbados Joker.
0: I'm to get here and they're gonna be like, "Chris Duplissy, here, what? He speaks English, dude? Let's get him the fuck out of here." <laughs>
2: uh, did you guys watch the episode with uh, the Andy Baxers? Oh, I, I did. did. That was funny.
0: <laughs> that was so funny. Oh my gosh. Cartman's freaking ridiculous, dude.
3: I still think the previous one's funnier, but this one was still pretty good. I liked what they did for the 300th episode. Randy? Yeah. They doubled
0: down, dude. Hard. They They doubled down so much. It's like, "All right, Randy, say fuck the Chinese government. Fuck the Chinese government. (laughs) 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 Let's
3: see. I watched um, Get Out, written and directed by Jordan Peele. Watched it on Bluetiful 4K. And this is a pretty good watch for me, actually. I think, Zach, you rewatched it not too long ago, right? I think so. I don't know. You said you didn't like it, and I said, I don't know, I remember liking it. then you said, mm, watch it again.
2: Did I say so that?
3: You said that, right?
2: I think it's just because I'm trying to destroy Jordan Peele's career.
3: Oh, I see. Why? Because
2: I I don't like that he's being referred to as bringing about a horror renaissance. His movies are not horror films. I'm sorry.
3: Get Out is definitely a horror film.
2: Mm, No, it's a thriller. Okay, we've
3: been over this. Thriller's not a genre. Uh,
2: It's a thriller. Get Out's definitely a thriller. Okay, thriller's not a genre. Anywho. If you want to say Us is a horror film... I couldn't live with that. Get Out is a thriller.
3: Again, thriller's not a genre, but...
0: Is it's a thriller? Is, Thrill of the night.
2: What is what, Zach? Well, what, what is even is What even is genre? What even are movies? Why oh even watch them at all? <laughs> I think a wise
3: man really said that earlier in the podcast. What I enjoy about Get Out this time is now knowing where it goes and and like kind of snuck knowing how it's going to play out now you can just sit back and watch for all the subtleties of everything and i think that's where it like works really well the big one for me is the girlfriend where like all of her actions throughout the film like seem like these really sweet and endearing like things that a loving girlfriend would do then you get to the end and you think back on it it's like that cold-hearted calculating bitch she got him good. Um, that also, like, the little things with the spoon that gets set up early. with The mother. I thought that was great. Um, I just, like, there's one, there's one moment that kind of a- angered me. Because there's no need for it. And it's the use of, like, one of those really high, like, notes like the like when something like comes across the screen to like get you to jump not cool jordan peele not cool very
2: cheap what about all those convenient photos of her all of her black ex-boyfriends
3: oh in the box and girlfriend well i like well i kind of like the idea of like her having them as sort of like a trophy the only thing i can't get past is like
2: why they were so just, conveniently placed where he could find them?
3: Yeah, that that is one thing, sure. But I just... It seems... So, like, okay, so it opens up with a guy being kidnapped, right? It <laughs> yes. feels like you should just do that every time. Like, why go through all the effort to, like, date somebody for months? This is true. Like that, Like, that's the only bit, to me, that seems kind of insane dating
0: somebody for months just to do that
3: yeah yeah why well because like like, what if were you listening i said the movie opens with them kidnapping somebody so why not just do that all the time like why like why kidnap some people but then other
2: times they just make her date someone for like four months especially if you're brainwashing them anyways it doesn't really matter what their prior experience is
0: i don't know i just feel like
2: unless she's not
0: really good good at kidnapping people, but she can fuck them and get them to come home.
2: But also, though, when you get to the auction stuff, it seems as though she's hand-selecting them.
3: Yeah, no, totally. I think she's definitely hand-selecting them, because she's, like, at the end, she's Googling, like, top NCAA basketball recruits.
2: Though I guess you could hand-select them and just kidnap them, too, so. Yeah. But it's also, it's interesting,
3: so it seems like the plan is to always go during this weekend which is like it's some big reunion which happens like once a year but it seems
2: like she's like dating guys left and right like every couple months what if what if there's a sequel to this well i guess there can't be but like a movie like a spin-off where it's just Allison Williams is just kind of she's sort of conflicted with where she is in life and she actually wants a real family into Really settled down, but she is forced to deal these black men and bring them home so they can be brainwashed and sold.
0: No, dude, it I was out like on. She's I was, pretty uh, into it. I was out on her as soon as I saw the way she ate cereal. How does she
3: eat cereal? Like she had like criticism. she had like
0: a she, you know, she had like a cup of cereal with a cup of milk separate. She would eat cereal and then tape a, take a sip of her milk. She didn't just pour herself a bowl of cereal.
3: Oh, that's right. <laughs>
0: that, was, that was super messed up, dude.
3: That woman's a fucking psycho. And then her whole, like, character switched from being, like, a loving person to, like, essentially being, like, something like a clockwork orange. Like, cold-blooded, stone-cold. Seems a bit caricature-ish, but... That's just nitpicking for the sake of talking about it. I mean, I do. The big I thing like, I can't get yeah, past, no. though. The big thing I can't get past, though, is why she has
2: to date these guys. It just doesn't make it's any just, sense. That's true. I never thought about that. She could just kidnap every one of them.
3: Well, it every seems single like person
2: could be kidnapped. You just cut out the middleman at that point. You don't have to worry about someone who works at Tsa coming to try and find him like
3: yeah it's more weird like when it literally opens with a guy being abducted
2: this is true something to reconsider now
3: yeah but sorry like
2: you were saying you did like get out I like get out it's us I think us is a piece of crap
3: no i i, I don't like us though I'm very I'm very curious to like continuously keep watching us because there's like something about it that i don't like but it feels like I should like it and I don't can't
2: quite put my finger on what it is here's my problem with Jordan Peele the guy makes two movies one of them I will give you is horror the other one is clearly a thriller which they do genre. Pretty, they do pretty well and they make money and then everyone's like oh. hold the phone Jordan Peele's bringing horror back it's like fuck you dude it's been here Wait, wait, Plenty of great wait, horror wait, movies get wait, wait. made every year. Had this Should be, before. Shouldn't you be aiming your
3: fuck yous at, like, Twitter, not Jordan Peele? No. Jordan Peele's the problem. Sorry.
2: Because he right. said he came out and declared that he was starting a horror renaissance? No, he didn't say it specifically, but some there has to be a martyr of sorts, and I'm choosing Jordan Peele. I see. I see. A
0: martyr? What do you mean a martyr?
2: Someone to die for the cause.
0: Oh, so you're scapegoating him.
3: But to make a martyr, don't you have don't you want to die for the cause?
0: Yeah, to be a martyr you have to self-sacrifice. That's what it means to be a martyr. I'm sure will. You're scapegoating him. Like that's what you're doing.
2: Listen, Chris, what I do with my time is my fucking business, all right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be known that uh, Hitler scapegoated too, but
2: I just think
3: it's. I just think it's really interesting that the ones that Zach really likes are Robert Eggers and Ari Aster.
2: No, Two you're the Robert Eggers guys? fanboy here.
3: You're oh, the Robert Eggers exact.
2: and Ari Aster fanboy here. I like The Witch. I'm not on your level of liking The Witch. I do love The Witch. I don't love Hereditary. I do love, I love Hereditary. Mids- I do love Midsummer.
3: I also love Midsummer. And um, so we'll I'm see what in the we'll see what we'll say, see yeah uh, we'll see about the lighthouse.
0: Wouldn't that make you a fanboy, Jake?
3: Me, fanboy? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of I'm a fan man of
2: Ari Aster.
0: Not a fan man, fanboy. <laughs> you're you're,
2: you're <laughs> fanboy. It's fan fanboy fan. fanboy tendencies. Yeah, like what? Like, oh, he's so great. I don't understand why you don't understand. Hereditary. I must be so evolved, and you mean me and, me and Ari Aster have this special connection where I felt what he was trying <laughs> to do to the screen. I know what he was trying to get at because I felt it. It's like he was sending me a message on screen. We're <laughs> having this special connection.
3: <laughs> Shit. Oh,
2: this guy knows me so well. Mm. He's, got me, he's got me pegged, man. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, I swear to God, I listened to the witch commentary, and I swear to God, he said my name. He said, Jacob, this is what I was intending to do. You were so right. You're my number one fan.
3: It's <laughs> uh, oh, funny. I'm done. I'm done. Talking about Get Out.
2: Well, I did something a little out of the ordinary today. Actually, it was the other day. I watched a TV show. And I hate TV shows. But this is a reality show, which I love.
3: Is it Big Brother?
2: Not Big Brother. I don't like Big Brother. Shit. Shit. Uh, This is a reality singing competition on Netflix.
3: If we should clarify, he doesn't like Big Brother anymore.
2: This is true. There was a good two year, two summers that I did like Big Brother. But it's, it's all about who they get on there. And if the, the people are shit, the season's shit. That's just how it goes. All right. But that's how it is with all reality shows. And this is a show on Netflix that you both can watch right now uh, called Rhythm and Flow. It's basically the voice, but with people who want to be rappers. And okay. I watched it because in the preview, it made it seem like Killer Mike was a judge. And I was like, hell yeah, I love Killer Mike. I'll watch it. Come to find out Killer Mike is just in one episode. Um, the show as a whole, I like, it's pretty good. I would These are not the type of reality shows that I enjoy, but it seems like we're getting there because they all have to go to L.A., and then they all start competing from there. They're all in, like, one house, I assume, and then it's, like, we're getting down to it.
3: Who are the judges?
2: T.I., Lil Wayne. Not Lil Wayne. T.I., Chance the Rapper, and Cardi B.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: And I can't stand Cardi B. (laughs) Rachel is
3: not going to like this news.
2: But, like, I will say as a judge, she's pretty good because she's not afraid to be mean to people. And, like, Chance the Rapper is. You can see it, like, when he has to tell someone no. Like, every bone in his body hates it. He wants (laughs) to tell them all yes, but he knows that he can't. He's Whereas like Cardi- Paul
0: Abdul of
2: <coughs> so Paul like, Abdul of the show. So there's only like, there's only four episodes out so far. Like, one comes out every Wednesday. And the first one is all three of them together, and they send people to LA. And then you get to go, you spend an episode with each of them as they go to like their own city and like, get to see people from that side. So like, you know, Cardi B goes back to New York. T.I. obviously goes to Atlanta, and then Chance the Rapper goes to Chicago. And also, Nipsey Hustle is on the show, which is... He was shot oh. and killed, like, three months ago. R.I.P. <laughs> but, like... So, Cardi B goes to New York, where she has special guest judges, uh, Fat Joe and Jadakiss. That's and, pretty like, badass. Fat Joe is a pretty... pretty. He would be a good judge, because he's like, yo, dude, you are trash. <laughs> <laughs> So, what, they just
3: rap other people's songs and they just no, based
2: it's,
3: on their. They it's all, their it's all
2: original stuff. So, it's not like The Voice. Not like The Voice. It's all original. It's all stuff like that they. Who, they,
3: who are the judges from Chicago?
2: Joaquin Phoenix
3: makes an appearance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be great. Uh, in Chicago, it's Chance the Rapper, Twista, and uh, Roysta59. Oh, I'm
0: down with that. I'm down with and all then, that.
2: I in Atlanta, you have Big Boy, T.I., and uh, Quavo. They should have got sci- Hi for Chicago. I don't think he's as big of a draw as Big Boy. <laughs> who is?
0: Who?
2: <laughs> like, Big Boy, like a half of Outkast.
0: Yeah, no, I'm talking about who Jake said he cut out.
3: Right
2: oh, here. Cy Hyde to
3: Prince. that had to Prince. He should be – well, I guess he's, he's from Atlanta, so he should have be been in the Atlanta episode, not Chicago.
2: The Atlanta episode. I'm they should have gotten King Louis. They should have gotten King Louis for sure. He should be on the show. <laughs> he should be on the show. I'm not crazy about the Atlanta episode. Like, I understand Ti's significance in like rap history. Like, he basically invented trap rap. I get that, but I'm not a big trap rap fan. I don't like Migos, and so like that's a lot of what that episode is. But the other two are pretty good. Mm. And there are some people that you see there like that where you're genuinely like wow like you guys are actually pretty good
0: Hmm. where's Killam Mike come into play
2: he's in the he's in the Atlanta episode he like brings TI like three different guys that are like hey I think these guys are pretty good
0: I feel like that's a word you gotta take pretty heavily
2: Killam Mike's telling you
3: yeah
0: yeah
3: alright I guess the last thing I watched this week is I watched uh, Toy Story 4 it was okay That's all I got to say about Toy Story 4. Did you cry? I did not cry.
2: Well, I guess we're saving the big one for last, then. Because I watched a movie directed by the one and only Vince Gilligan, starring Aaron Paul.
3: Save it for next week.
2: I'm going to watch
3: it this week. Don't get your hopes up. I'm not getting. I don't have any hopes. I'm just gonna watch it this week. So to save it for next week. I'll probably
2: forget everything I have to say by next week. But you cool.
3: won't. You won't. It'll stick with you. You don't love it. Don't you Aaron take Paul. notes? I
0: thought you were a note taker.
2: Yeah, but then I'd have to go back and I'd have to read those notes. Oh, bummer. But then I'd have to actually care enough to go back to actually think to go back and read them.
0: Just rewatch
2: it. You <laughs> care enough. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> My time on this earth is very limited. All right, fine then. Go ahead. So I watched El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Um, I think it's fine. What's it's, up with like the What's up with like the almost four
3: rating on Letterbox? What's up with that?
2: It's fucking Breaking Bad fans being like, "Oh my god, it's the perfect ending to Jesse's story," and then it's like,
3: really? I "Never thought it was
2: it's, Jesse's story." It's the you end in the exact same place where you started.
3: Wait, this movie ends with him being on escape again, running away.
2: I'm not gonna confirm or deny that. You'll have to watch it, but okay. <laughs> I I don't. It's definitely an excuse to just revisit these characters in this universe. Totally. And I think at that point. <sighs> three and a half
3: you fucking love this thing
2: i don't love it it's fine like i think aaron paul is quite good in the movie and like i said it's a show that i very much enjoy and i don't hate i didn't hate like revisiting some of the stuff what i do hate is that it's being built as like it's jesse's story but then there's so much like pandery flashbacks and like showing you this and showing you that in a scene with Walter White and it's so fucking stupid.
3: Oh, uh, so basically that was just the way to get Walter White back in it.
2: Yeah. And like
3: pussies couldn't commit.
2: I would I would love to see them cut the flashback stuff out and just have a nice solid 90 minutes of like Jesse on the run after the events of the finale. Man on the run. Basically
0: and like the
2: flashback stuff doesn't work because they cut back to a time like when obviously Aaron Paul was younger and then they have to cut back to like the future and it's supposed to be literally a day later and he looks 10 years older and it's like it doesn't it doesn't really work but (laughs) should have saw that coming but it's 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 fine and I think again the most disappointing thing is that Vince Gilligan fought to shoot most of the entire Breaking Bad series on film. It was almost all shot on 35mm. And this was shot digitally, and it's one of the most digital-looking things I've ever watched. Mm. That's kind of Lots of sh- very sharp images and stuff that just are gross.
3: Bummer, man. Big bummer.
2: But Skinny Pete's back, Badger's back. the gang's Skinny back together.
3: Love Skinny Pete. I wonder where that
0: actor's been.
2: Hail, hail, the gang's all here.
0: I saw Badger once in real life. A Badger? No, the Bad like the Badger guy you're talking about.
2: Matt Jones?
0: Yeah, he rented a car from Hertz and he dropped off and I was changing a tire outside and he was like, How do I return my car? And I was like, Just take your keys to the front counter and then he walked away.
2: What a fucking loser. He doesn't know how to turn a car. You just <laughs> leave it. You leave it running and you get out and you walk away. <laughs> no. 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 Chris, how often do you have to change tires?
0: Not much anymore, but there was a point in time where, like, a lot of people get into accidents in those things. A lot of people. Why? Because it's not their car. They don't give a fuck how they drive in it.
2: It's insured, baby. I have gotten in an accident with not my own car, and I felt even worse.
0: Well, whose car was it?
2: My mom's.
0: You knew your mom, though. Like, these people are looking at it like, oh, this is just a corporation. Like, who?
3: What accident did you get into in mom's car? Uh, That was about a month ago. Really? This is new. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I didn't tell you? No. Okay. Well, it was... Probably a thousand feet from my house. And my car was being worked on and mom and Mike were in Aruba. So she let me borrow their car. Mainly oh because they don't have room in their garage and they wanted me to use it so that it would stay at my house. So they wouldn't have to worry about it in the driveway. Which they wouldn't admit to you, but I know that's why. Anyways, I mom's car, the feet where you place your feet and where the pedals are is wider than mine mine's very small and compact and so a woman is turning off of Pushar Road and I see that she's breaking and has her blinker on so I also go to brake but I missed the pedal and my foot slipped off it and so when I finally regained my footing and slammed on the brakes I just slid into the back of her
0: Fakes. Tisk tisk, Zach.
3: Tsk, a tsk. lot of
2: damage to the car? No. Oh, not Mom's. Hers, yeah. Hers, yeah. Well, like, not a lot, but um I like I just broke like the the her rear light and that really looked like it.
0: Did she step out and go, Oh my neck? Yes. Ooh. Really? Yeah,
2: she did. She stepped out and started yelling at me. She then insinuated I didn't have insurance. She then told me that she had to go put her four-ways on and that I better not take off. She then told me I should get another job to pay for the repairs in my car. She then said, Oh, man, I really hope this goes away by tomorrow. Rub your neck. And the officer said, Ma'am, are you hurt? Oh, I should be okay. And he said, no, if you're hurt, I need to know because I have to take you to the hospital like right now. <laughs> there is no waiting around. No, I, sh- I should be fine. I should be fine. Oh, bummer. Yeah.
0: I had I got into one
3: accident once. So you got a second job to pay for her car?
2: Yeah, it's a lot lately. I already have two. Thank you.
3: So you need to get a third.
2: Whoo. If I need life advice, it will not be from her.
3: I heard the mall was hiring.
2: Probably, yeah. It's a safe bet
3: to get a the job <laughs> there, bud. You'll have that job for years to come.
2: The mall, just as an entity, not even a store in the mall. The mall itself is hiring.
3: The mall itself is hiring. Security, security, janitor- janitorial. Sorry, Chris, you were going to tell us a story about how you were also in an accident, trying to one up sack with your car accident story.
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't hit anyone, though.
3: Oh. So then you weren't in an accident.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, I rolled off the road. That was kind of scary.
3: Oh, I remember, rolled remember off? That? Yeah. Like, actually rolled your car?
0: Yeah, I did a full
2: 360. Shit. Yeah. Ain't need for speed, bud.
0: I hit my, uh, my shin, and it started to bleed, and I got out. And then the cop was just like, Do you need to go to the hospital? It's like, No, like, I'm good. Just my car's fucked up. And he was like,
2: Bro, I'm good.
0: He was like, we was oh, wearing shorts," and he was like, "I can clearly see your leg bleeding." And I looked down. And I was like,
2: "Oh shit!"
0: <laughs> yeah, we are. And he was like, "Do you need to go to the hospital?" I was like, "No, looks like just a scrape. We're good, dude."
2: Tis a flesh wound.
0: Just a scratch.
2: Should you should asked off? Do you need to go to the hospital? You're okay. not my mom
0: hope my leg feels better by tomorrow officer
3: <laughs> you just start. you just start mocking him sir do you need to go to the hospital sir you need to go to the hospital no <laughs> oh, sir your leg's bleeding no sir, sir your leg's bleeding I'm like fuck off guy no but like really do you have a band-aid or something like i use
2: you should have just kept saying you should have just kept referring to him as a pig
0: <laughs> oink oink i smell bacon
2: oh i oh i get it. you want you want to take me to the hospital because there's doug and on main street huh <laughs> drive right by <laughs> oh
0: my gosh exactly exactly my tire like the back tire because i had an extra tire in my trunk so that i it's just a spare you know and once i did the the first flip I just saw that tire go,
2: boom,
0: and it just launched right into the middle of this field.
2: Oh, been there, bud. And
0: I was like, I'm not finding that. I'm not even going to try and look for it.
2: My tire flew off on Broadway.
0: Off of your car?
2: Yeah, while I was driving it.
0: That's what?
2: On, like, past Bangor Christian, like, where the vet is. I thought my tire was going to go through their glass door that's, like, in their entrance. I watched it.
0: Gosh, dude. Didn't your car instantly just go boom and just like?
2: Yeah, it goes. It hits the ground and then from there you kind of just have to like be prepared to control it. And I sort of just like got it off the road as quickly as I could.
0: You just need to get a better car, Zach.
2: You get quite the driving record.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) This was on the. This was the car I bought from Rachel's brother. Oh really? (laughs) Yeah. That
3: car lost a wheel. Jeez. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Alright, anybody else have anything else to talk about? Uh, no. Okay, no. and do you know what we're talking about next week?
2: I assume Jay and Silent Bob the reboot.
3: Oh, is that <laughs> you? you can assume that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's tentatively say that, and you watch it, Zach, and come prepared. I have no intent on watching this movie ever. What's next? Oh, next week we're doing Zombieland 2, right? And Little Monsters. And Little Monsters, cool. <sighs> oh, any, any anybody have anything to say before we sign off here? No. Okay. I'm good. All right. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Come back next week. Uh, check out our review of Zombieland Two and Little Monsters. Until then, have a great week. Bye bye.